Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. This is Fred Vogel from Totag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your sad clowns looking for love in all the wrong places, John. I'm here to have Matt. <laughs> and we are back at it. Back at it. Like a couple of crack addicts <laughs> smoking black magic. <laughs> Referencing uh, run, the run, the run, run, run the jewels. Run the jewels, run the jewels, run the, run the, run the jewels. Oh so this is I'm an early the, morning I'm episode. Huh? I'm the one burping. Are they trying to throw up? <laughs> God. Let me film it first. <laughs> Let me film it first, all right. I'm going to make an auto mule. <laughs> Gunter Bruce <laughs> film. <laughs> God. Anyways. <laughs> so we're back here on the worst podcast on the internet. Yeah. Early morning, so you know it's going to be especially bad today. It's going to be really bad today since <laughs> we both have very, very little sleep. Very little sleep. I had to get up early. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, I think you went to bed at four. Yeah, woke Got up, up at, at eight. Eight. I went to bed at six and woke up at eleven. Yeah. So it's, it's close to the same. <laughs> Very close. Life sucks, and then you die. Yay! John just saw me bring the cheese back. Yeah, the slice of cheese was back. Sl- yep. Single slice of American cheese. I had to. I had to put something in my body. <laughs> An American craft single. Yeah. Had a taste. Processed. That one was not very good. Was it processed? Lot. Yeah, very processed. It was pretty bad. It's not. It's not. It's not milk. Did you know this? What? Or or cheese? What is it? It's cheese product. The fuck my. Your guess is good. Mine, bro. Let me see. I mean, it tastes good on a sandwich. It does taste good on a sandwich. On its own, though, that one did not taste very good. No. No. Sometimes they have like a real pungenty yeah taste to it. But we're rambling about cheese, and we should be talking about Alex. Iglesia. <laughs> yeah. That's our uh, episode this week. Yes. We're very excited to talk about uh, a director that I didn't know a whole lot about, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why we are covering him. Much like Ruben Galindo Jr., yep. I was very unfamiliar with his work until uh, Severin released these two new films. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why we chose him. That and they're, yes. they're all kind of fucked up in their own way. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
Hmm. Jinx. Well, I, I got to talk. Pinch, poke. Yo, me a coke, bitch. You didn't pinch poke me. You lying ass motherfucker. I was trying to keep up the illusion, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess the way we always get this motherfucker started is the listener questions. Yes. Comments, concerns. They all can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yep. Or follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, the week of the show, we'll post a nice little graphic made by my boy over here. Thank you. That'll say, we're taking questions. And you can pop one right down there. Yeah. So those questions, comments, and concerns. No one's ever really sent a concern. No, not yet. <laughs> I would love the one to be like, y'all dumb. That's my concern. I'm like, well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You didn't have to point it out, though. Yeah, you didn't have to do it like that. <laughs> just dirty. So, we're kicking this off today mm-hmm. on the listener portion of the episode with Spooky Celluloid. Yes. Who uh, I believe just started a YouTube channel. Yes. Go check it out. Or I don't know if he just started, but he's uh, doing a YouTube channel. Yes. And he's been promoting it, so go check it out. That bird is going to get the Stone Cold Stunner in about five seconds. I hate that bird. I'm going to open a can of web OS on it, son. I'm going to come there and stop a mud hole in it, son. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that bird. That bird is, it a, is it's a, a menace. <laughs> it's obnoxiously loud. It's a menace. It's a menace to society. It really is. Don't be I, a menace in the okay. hood while drinking your... Wait, wait, don't be a menace while drinking your gin and juice in the hood. <laughs> Remember that movie? The Wayne's Brothers? I don't look up saying It was like a parody of like Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. It was, it was probably one of the better Wayne's Brothers movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they're not great. None of them are. But, you know, that one's a dece. <laughs> that, that, that one's, that one's alright. That's alright, son. <laughs> Stone Anyways, Cold Steve Austin. Check out Spooky Celluloid YouTube channel. I don't know why we got on that. Because <laughs> we're, we're the worst. We are the worst. Spooky Celluloid. Firstly, thanks for the shout-out last week. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Love you, boys. We love you. Big loves. <laughs> Big heart emojis. All is full of love. God, this episode is already. <laughs> this is not has anything to do with the spooky side of the question. Remember when you were young and you were watching PewDiePie? Yeah. And I was like, I can speak Swedish. And you're like, you can? I was like, burr, burr, burr. Yeah, you did this that was the show. ultimate uncle joke. <laughs> that was that was peak uncle of you. That really was. That was me at my most uncle. <laughs> I did give you, I did give you your first porno too. Unfortunately, it was Farmer's Daughters. <laughs> God, <laughs> like you're 18, boy. You're 18. Here you There's go. Some really ugly people having sex. I was when we were doing that episode. I was watching this, being like, man, this is fucking terrible. This is gross. I've never seen so much pubic hair in my fucking life. Anyways, that is not Spooky Celluloid's question. No. His question is: If you were invited to the Criterion Closet and the Severn Cellar. What five films would you pick to either set, or excuse me, to either see for the first time or just recommend? Hmm. hmm. I made a list. I uh, actually have a list of stuff I'm wanting to buy. Yeah. From all a bunch of companies. Yeah. But uh, would you like to run through some? Or would you like me to do my list? Say, hey, would you like to do it? So uh, you go ahead and do yours. I have two lists for each. <laughs> so do you want me to go first? It don't matter. Um. I got to do it eventually, anyways. Uh, fair enough. So I picked five films from each that I already own that I would recommend. Yeah. And five films that I don't own that I would grab. Okay. 
So for Severin, my five films that I would recommend to anybody is, uh, spoiler alert, number one is Day of the Beast. Day of the Beast. It's fucking fantastic, but we'll get yeah. into that. <laughs> uh, Vi. Vi. A film from the Soviet Union. And it's uh, coming out in a big, big, big old, old box, box set. set. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll get into that. There's a question about yeah. Severin coming up. St. Bernard. St. Bernard. Just because it's one of the wildest movies ever made. Dark Water, which is like a Spanish... Uh, it's not. I don't think it's a Lovecraft adaptation, but it's very Lovecraftian. It's also kind of a nunsploitation film at the same time. Yeah. Very interesting, very cool film. Really like it a lot. And The Sinful Dwarf, the which sinful I feel like dwarf. is like... Uh, I don't know. It feels like that is pinnacle Severin. You know what I mean? <laughs> Encapsulates everything. That like really encapsulates everything about Severin films. <laughs> yeah. Just obscure, weird sleaze. Would you like to go ahead and pick five? Well, you just bounce back and forth. Yes. Um, well, you went with five that you would uh, talk about, like talk, like talk about, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the five I would pick up. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Um, the five I'd pick up from Severin. We'll start there. Uh, is Midnight. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that release. Um, the Kinky Collection. I have, have that. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, violence in a women's prison. Yes, I need that as well. Killing of America. Oh, so good. And uh, Terror is a Man. Terror is a Man. I don't know if I know that That's, one. Uh, What's one I saw on their side? I thought it looked mm. interesting. Yeah. So the five films I would grab for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of these I have seen, too. I um, haven't said my Criterion ones just yet. I haven't either. Oh. I figured we'd just bounce back and forth. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay. My brain ain't working, John. Sorry. Uh, my five films from Severn that I'd pick up is uh, Asylum. Asylum. Which is an amicus anthology film that takes place in an insane asylum where yeah. this guy has to uh, figure out who the doctor is. Is Cat in here? Cat's running around. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Um, has to figure out who the um, doctor is Yeah, who runs the place by going into each of the rooms and being told their story and why they're in the insane asylum and picking out which one is the doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and each story is, you know, the segment. Yeah, it's really good. Got Peter Cushing in it. It's Amicus. It's great. It's really good stuff. Some great segments in it. That's a, that's a, one of my list of stuff to watch. Um, the Al Adamson box set. I would grab that motherfucker as fast as I could. Oh my god, yeah. I just immediately throw that in my Severn bag. <laughs> uh, between that, um, I know you already have the Andy Milligan. Andy set. Milligan, yeah. And if they still have the Combat Shock, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I know you have the Combat Shock. I do. I have the deluxe edition that came with the book, the script yep. book, and a piece of film from the movie. Which I have a other another edition of Combat Shock signed, yeah, by Buddy Juvenazzo. Yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy edition of it. Yeah, because uh, that's one of my favorite movies ever. So I was very glad to grab that. Uh, the Devil's Reign. Devil's Reign, which is a '70s film starring William Shatner fighting the devil. <laughs> Good shit. Also has John Travolta in like one of his first roles. He's just a background Satanist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a cool movie. It's really wild. People melt and shit. Oh shit! I think it's got. Uh, I think it's got uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine in it too. Oh yeah, evil. evil. I think he's like the devil guy. Um, I'm trying to think of titles to talk that I talk about. I got a couple more. You don't have to do that. I just did it like this because I'm a okay. mark. <laughs> uh, also, Demonia, which Demonia, is a Lucio, yeah. Fulci, Lucio Fulci nunsploitation film that I've never seen that I'd like to pick up. Yeah, and uh, Beyond Darkness, which I do already own, but I'd like to pick up the Severn Blu-ray of it. Um. So yeah, that's my five Severin, well ten Severin titles technically. Ten, yeah, <laughs> I cheated it a little bit, but you it, did. 
uh, my five Criterion titles Your that I'd pick Criterion up. Titles. I would pick up uh, Night of the Hunter. Oh, very good choice. Um, the Godzilla set. <laughs> yeah. Because that thing is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the Come and See. Blu-ray. Blu-ray, which I know you have that. I have that one. Um, I'm looking through. I've got a ton of stuff on here. I I did I should have narrowed it down, but I fell asleep before That's I was fine. able to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the laziest man in podcasting. Okay. Um, female trouble. Oh yeah, good choice. I didn't put that one down actually. I should put that one down. In cl- in cold blood. And oh no, uh, you got thin blue line. I was like, Don't yeah, you have that? Then <laughs> just to clarify, thin blue line is a documentary about a cop who was killed. Yeah, <laughs> not any propaganda bullshit. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't support propaganda on anything. No. Uh, and uh, Onibaba. Onibaba. I have that, but not the Criterion. Yeah, those are the ones I'm cho- I'm choosing right now because I am the most disorganized fuck prob- possibly ever. So, so my five I would recommend. Yeah, from Criterion. If I went into the closet. Yeah. Would be Funny Games. Mm-hmm. Man Bites Dog. And I'd be like, put this fucker on Blu-ray, you assholes. Yeah, you put this on Blu-ray. <laughs> Lady Snowblood. Lady Snowblood, Which yeah. is a... Whoa, what a movie. So good. I need to see that. Yes. So. Uh, Vampire. Vampire. And Eyes Without a Face. Um, Good choices. And the ones I would grab yeah. for myself... Uh, would be the Godzilla box set. <laughs> yeah. In particular, I won't destroy all monsters. I love that movie. Mm. That was my favorite growing up. Uh, the Brood. Oh yeah, the Brood. Um, the Phantom's Carriage. Yep. Which is a great silent film. Hour of the Wolf, which is an Ingmar Bergman film, yeah. mainly because I'm just I'm not familiar really with Bergman's films at all. So mm-hmm. I'd like to try uh, getting into them. And in a, a director very similar, uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Um, I, I'm going to throw out uh, a couple recommendations I have off, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Night and Fog. Night and Fog is great. Night and Fog, is, as I said, is a 30-minute... Uh, oh, God, I'm right now working on a Holocaust documentary. Yes. That does uh, uh, so much in 30 minutes mm. in comparison to like what some have tried to do in, like, in an hour. Yeah, right. Or, or six hours, or or six hours, which I'm, I again not, not not to diss on like Showa, Showa, but because I've heard it's phenomenal too. You just have to have the time to sit down and watch. Yeah, it. right. Uh, Funny games. Funny games is great. By uh, Michael okay. Haneke. My, Michael Haneke. I always want to say Lars von Trier, but it's not a no. Lars von Trier film. Um, I didn't pick any Lars von Trier films. No, you didn't. No. And the other one I'm going to go with for right now. Oh, the the other two is Silence of the Lambs. Of That's course. a great edition. A great it. movie. And Solo, the 120 Days, Days of Sodom. Sodom. Classic shit right yeah. there. That's like a classic. That to me like encompasses <laughs> Criterion in a way. Yeah. Like when I think Criterion, the first title that comes to my mind is Solo, the 120 Days of Sodom. That was their second release, something like that. Yeah. Or no, it was. It was super later. early yeah. on. Though. Like it was way early on. They're one of the first companies to put uh, really put that out. There. It's like single or double digits. Yeah, like it's are that early on in the Criterion Collection, I believe. When now they're like in the thousands, I think. Yeah. So much appreciated, Spooky Celluloid. Shout out. Go check out his YouTube channel. Good. Yes. Shit. Rural Death. I still love that username. Rural 
<laughs> what are some great hidden gem extreme films from non-typical countries? Hmm. For example, I would love to see something made in Central Africa, India, Tibet, or the Middle East. A combination of the culture identity of these places with the horror could produce great results. Yeah. Um, that's tough because like, we talked about this the other day, where it's like, you know, as as an American in an America, yeah, you only get access to the films that are chosen for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could go out and find them, but they're not gonna be subtitled. You you know, gonna have a hard time following them, especially if it's like very plot driven and not mm-hmm. like visual and you know nonlinear. Yeah. So but, it's it's tough to like find like the really like hidden hidden gems. Yeah. Um, when when you're talking, you're, uh, India, yeah, like, India's I don't know, got some cool shit. I don't know how disturbing it is, but I know Massacre Video released uh, was it Mahakal? Mahakal. I don't know how you say it. It's like a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff made in India. Yeah, it's like three hours or something like that, ain't it? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's that long. It's not that long. I think. I think it's. I think it's close to two hours, not uh, a little bit more. Was uh, where did Mystics and Bali come from? Is that Thailand? Uh, maybe. Thailand. <laughs> well, uh, what, or, or the Philippines, maybe. I don't remember thought I had. Yeah. Mystics and Bali is one I would check out. As far as Middle Eastern movies go, there's a couple of really good ones that I don't know how like obscure they are necessarily. Yeah. But uh, Big Bad Wolves. It's been one I've been wanting to check out for a while. It came out from Magnet back in like 2011, 2010, yeah. something like that. And uh, it's really good. It's about like a mistaken identity kidnapping. Yeah, it's from Israel. Israel, yeah, it's really good. It got a lot of like, a lot of attention when it came out. Like I think Tarantino said it was one of his favorite movies of the year. Yeah, but then it kind of like you don't really hear a lot of people talking about it mm-hmm. anymore, and it's pretty pretty fucked up. Yeah, and uh, one I think a lot of people know about is Baskin. Baskin, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, like the, the thing is, like, mov- of course, movies are coming out of like every country, but the thing is, it's like which ones are chosen to for be us to see, yeah for which ones get subbed and which ones don't yeah you think there would be like a bigger fan sub community like in anime but there really isn't there yeah i mean some some people try yeah but sometimes these it's not the most accurate because like you gotta think about the amount of films that don't have official release in america from japan yeah, that are kind of like cult classics in a way, you know. There's tons of movies, from tons Japan of them. that still don't have a major release. Mige films, the guy Mige, yeah. you know, who's like one of the most renowned Japanese filmmakers of all time. They just choose. It feels like people pick and choose. Yeah, but I mean, it's all about distributors and where you can get it. Like, if yeah. you have a region free player, it becomes a little easier. Oh yeah, because you can import stuff from other countries that you know may have subbed it. Yeah, stuff stuff that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, countries like England are releasing a lot of uh, Japanese stuff. Yeah. Third Window films, Third Window, are really good about that kind of stuff. Um, What's the, I, we haven't seen it yet, but there's a title that they were, I, I can't remember the name of. It, but every time you tell them, I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Oh, uh, Uncle. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if that's disturbing. No, but I still think it's like a wild enough title, and the trailer was interesting enough to recommend it. Yeah, uh, Uncle Boon Me. Uncle Boon Me <laughs> can recount his past loves. That just sounds insane. <laughs> it looks wild. It, it really does. I um, want to pick it up. I was trying to think of what other. I mean, they're not disturbing at all. But if you want to see like films from like rural Africa, yeah, there's the um, Hollywood stuff. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Big Black and uh, Who Killed Captain <laughs> Alex. They're not disturbing or necessarily good. No. But they're very interesting because you get to see, like, low-budget indie filmmaking in a country that you never thought you would see it from. Yeah, and, like, watching it does make you, like, appreciate what they tried to do. Yeah. They're really ambitious with, like, no money. <laughs> yeah, n- no money whatsoever. And it's, like, at one point, too, like, the whole movie's narrated. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. it's like they saw a director's commentary on a DVD and thought that's how you make a movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's really odd. But it's really cool because, like like I said, like, that's a, you know, a part of the world that you don't see anything out of other than, like, documentaries and Mm. to see, like, their, like, entertainment is really cool and really interesting. It it is. Um, Hollywood stuff. Yeah, we watched... Yeah. <laughs> we you watched, got the movie. <laughs> we watched uh, Who Killed Captain Alex. Who Killed Captain a, Alex. It was a fun-ass time. Yeah. They never tell you who killed Captain Alex, so no, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not even really a spoiler, really. No. You never really find out who killed Captain Alex. <laughs> Is it Bad me. Black or Big Black? Bad Black. I think so. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, those are interesting films. Like I said, they're not disturbing at all, but they're really interesting to check out. I remember an AB, you know, go check out ABCs of Death. Like I know yeah. it's not necessarily like the best movie ever made, but they did a high, you know, highlight a lot of like international filmmakers. They did yeah. from a lot of different countries. You know, like Serbia and uh, Africa and mm-hmm. Thailand and all kinds of crazy countries that you don't really get a lot of stuff from. They they really put a lot and, of work and, into it. And if it. you see one of those guys' films and you like it, then you know that's one you can deep dive into. Yeah. Thank you, Rule Death, for the question. Also, uh, before we move on, 88 Films is really good about putting out stuff from places, too. They really are, yeah. Their yeah. China collection is very good. Yeah. A lot of Jackie Chan movies and stuff. But, yeah. So, Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. Domo Marigato. <laughs> Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. Thank you very much, Andrew Roboto. <laughs> Some sticks for you. <laughs> I'm sailing away through the open shores. Pass something. <laughs> Pass something. Remember that episode of uh, South Park where anytime someone brings up Come Sail Away with me, Cartman has to sing the whole song? <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah. It's so funny. Those references that he's like, I'm sailing away from the open shores. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Oh Another question about Criterion. Hey. Since Criterion is doing 4Ks now. Yes. What films would you like to be released on that format? For me, it'll probably be Stalker, any Terrence Malick film, and maybe Persona. Hmm. For me, it's the stuff that doesn't even have a Blu-ray yet. Yeah. Stuff like Man Bites Dog, I would love to see on 4K. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Movie. Sweet movie. Doesn't have a 4K, or doesn't have a Blu-ray. I would love to see what House looks like on 4K. That would be a good one, yeah. Jigoku. Jigoku, yeah. that movie's got some wild visuals in it. It does, yeah. Um, and, of course, the classic stuff, like House. Uh, house. You said House. Yeah, Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. Uh, the Cronenberg stuff. Oh, yeah. David Lynch's films. Of course, a lot of the more, like, um, oh, what was that? What's the name of that one movie? For uh, What was it? Uh, Fantastic Planet. Oh, yeah, that would be a really cool yeah. one. Uh, or Trip to the Moon. I don't even like to see something like Trip to the Moon. See what they can yeah. Do. Like how much they can clean that up. In 4K. Yeah. Or uh, Phantom's Carriage. Hacks yeah. something like that. Like something really old. Just to see what it would be like, you know? Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. Also, some of the uh, uh, <clears throat> Lars von Trier stuff in 4K probably look gorgeous, of course. And that cross would be amazing. <laughs> Which I, I did, I've got it sitting over there. I need to watch it. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, just because of how like epic and grand those films are. Um, Anything by uh, um, Seven Samurai helped me uh, 
Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Anything by Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there's so much stuff that Criterion uh, could put out, mm-hmm. but they just haven't done it just yet. Solo the 120 Days of On fucking 4K. 4K, baby. Fuck. Poop eating in 4K. Jesus. Fascism in the highest definition you've ever seen it. <laughs> Enter the Void. Ooh, cool I don't know. They, they never put out an Void, did they? No, well, but I was thinking, like, if they ever were to that get the rights cool. to it. Yeah. Anybody put out 4K of in Void would be pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty outstanding. It's funny the films that have gotten 4K. Yeah. Like, the Criterion stuff, like, like Lynch's stuff is not out. Cronenberg stuff's not out. Terrence Malick's films. Bergman. Like, all these. Well, like, actually, one of, uh, um, of uh, Lynch's films is getting 4K. Is getting, but it isn't yeah. out yet. It's a uh, Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Like, who else? Like, uh, Bergman doesn't have it. Uh, yeah. Fellini doesn't really have any 4K no. out. But Perdita Durango. <laughs> yeah, Perdita Durango. Um, I think Day of the Beast. Day they, of the they Beast. Both those are great. And I'm glad they do have 4Ks. But what else? Like, oh, uh, <laughs> Dial Code San has a 4K. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild shit. <laughs> Demons. 4K is... <laughs> Demons has got a 4K before, like, Terrence Malick does. 4K is... Does, um... Oh, the guy did Slacker and Boyhood. What's his name? Oh, shit. I don't remember. Uh, Linklater. Yeah. I don't think he's got any 4Ks out either. It's like all these, like, like the greats. <laughs> yeah, I've not got the 4Ks out yet. But Dial Code Santa does. <laughs> 4K is starting off weird. And, and Beastmaster. <laughs> Beastmaster. <laughs> Beastmaster. Oh, and I think God. Surf 2... Surf too, and um, oh, what's that dirt bike movie? Oh shit! That uh, rad. Yeah, rad. <laughs> Thank 4K. God for companies like Vinegar and Severn and Synapse are putting out these weird ass films on 4K <laughs> before some of the classics get it. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. But like, I know, I know the ones they're doing right now are uh, Citizen Kane. I mean, that's course. That's a you know, I don't really love that movie, but yeah, you know, Minister Society. Mm-hmm. Um, really good one. Mulholland Drive, and there's another one I can't think of. I like Mulholland Drive a lot. I need to watch that. I am the king of needing to watch movies and not doing it yet. Blue Velvet, I'd like to see on 4K. Yeah. Eraserhead, really. The visuals on Eraserhead, I think would look really good. Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot of people, like when when Blu-ray first hit, black and white films were kind of like, I don't know about that. Yeah, you know, I don't know how. Why would you put a black and white movie on Blu-ray? But then you saw like some Universal Monster stuff and stuff like that. And yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The blacks are like, you know, <laughs> everything it like sticks out. But thank you, Domo Marigato. Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Joshua. 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 Fat attack. <laughs> <laughs> Our homie, the brother, the what, good brother, the good brother. What are all? What are y'all's thoughts on the situation with Seven Films, with the removal of Drop Dead Fred and I think one of the Jaws films? It was Cruel Jaws. Yeah, aka Jaws Five by Bruno Mattei. <laughs> well, uh, we were actually talking about this the other day. We were, yeah. Um, what I think it is, I think, is Severin has gotten themselves in a bit of a pickle. Bit of a pickle. I do believe so. Uh, I think it very much has to do with the fact that Cruel Jaws has clips from Jaws yes. in it. And, and they try to market it as Jaws, Jaws 5. Five. Yeah. For I mean, to be fair, it was like a limited slipcover run. But that's still a big no-no in uh, copyright. 
So now, if you're going to watch Cruel Jaws, if it hasn't been pulled from everything yet, I'd go watch it. Yep. I think it's still up on Tubi right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dead Pit, deadpit.com, yeah. really are the ones who did like some investigative journalism on this and really like <laughs> kind of like brought everything to light about what happened with the Drop Dead Fred thing in particular yeah. and the Cruel Jaws. Um, so, Universal is the company that licensed Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. Universal is the company that owns... Jaws. Yeah. On the spine of the um, released cover art for Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. Had the Universal logo on it. So this was like a co-joint releasing between Severin and Universal. So probably what happened was Universal got wind to the Cruel Jaws, which at one point Shout Factory, Scream Factory, tried to put out and decide to pull it because of the use of the footage from Jaws 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Um. And Severin went ahead and did it anyways. And yeah. uh, Universal probably has caught wind onto that and decided to yank that release of Drop Dead Fred. And hopefully not, but could possibly be looking for some, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, financial compensation. Financial compensations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, th- the thing is, is when it comes to situations like that, it's it, it, it sucks. But I don't think... It's going to be, like, as of right now, we don't know the full story. We don't. But I don't know, unless it's a cease and desist from Universal. Yep. Which, that's the best case you could hope for in this, where uh, the other is complete lawsuit. Complete lawsuit. Which is uh, bad. not good. Bad. Not very good. Bad. Very, very, very bad. Yeah. We hope it's uh, nothing serious. Hopefully, what is done is done. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, you got to be careful with copyright. Yeah. In uh and not to violate copyright. It does feel like a lot of times like these companies have been getting away with it a little bit, like skirting yeah. around the big labels a little bit. Yeah. But when you do direct work with a big label, they're going to look into what you've Put done. Put out, yeah. yeah. It's amazing they even got the rights to it. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. It sucks, you know. You know, Drop Dead Fred's not like a movie that like I was like, "Oh my god, I can't well, yeah, it's not coming out. Oh, god help me." Yeah. But at the same time, I was excited about it, you know? Yeah. And I know that movie has a huge cult following, so... Yeah. It sucks. Now, we do know that another label is going to be putting out yeah. Drop Dead Fred, and it's going to be another boutique label. It's not going to be a major label. Yeah. Which, they said it was friends of theirs. Yeah, so we're assuming Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, that's what is uh, assumed by us yeah. right now. The rumor mill is that it's it's going to be Vinegar Syndrome, probably to help out Severin. Yeah. To, because they put a shit ton of work into this. Yeah, it was, this was a passion project for sure. Yeah, David Gregory, it's one of his favorites. So, and uh, it's a shame, but you got to be careful, man. Yeah, as said before, like when it comes to copyright laws, you can't fuck around. It's kind of like GCW and IWTV. You know what I mean? Yeah, where it's like, yeah, you don't want GCW to get sued, but they did break their contract. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't want Severin to get in trouble, but at the same time, they did put out a movie that they probably should not have put out. Yeah. I'm glad they put it out at the end of the day, but yeah. It, let's say if Cruel Jaws causes them to tank, the, that it, would be a shame. I'd rather Cruel Jaws just never have come out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yes, Josh, Joshua, Fat Attack, <laughs> thank you for the question. As always, you are awesome. You're thank the you. shit. You always shout us out, and we greatly appreciate that. We we, we really do. Don gets Chroma. <laughs> That's her username. Her name's Don. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Don asks. Gonna ask musical questions. Okay. Ooh. 
What band do you guys like? Genres, favorite concerts you attended, or any concerts you're looking forward to? Just want to say I always look forward to new releases from y'all. Thank you. Dan, thank you so much. I do wonder, like, because we get y'all a lot yeah. in our questions, and I wonder if it's like, are they Southern and use y'all? Yeah. Or is it like a play on the fact that we are? <laughs> Either way, I don't care. Uh, it, it could be that, or it could just be like a... So some people just say. I'm very conscious of y'all. That's a word I'm very conscious of. I try my best not to say y'all. I, if I say if I say the word y'all on accident, you I immediately yourself. feel like I should be shamed for it. <laughs> you self-flatulate. Yeah. <laughs> you get a yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of situation I feel like I should be in if I say the word y'all. <laughs> like at work, I'm like, you all have a good one. Yeah, you all. Sometimes it happens. You can't help it when you're from the South. It's just, I don't know, it's in your blood, man. It's in your blood. It's in your balls. balls. (laughs) (laughs) You can't Uh, help it. Like, y'all. Yeah, I can't. I try my best not to say that. I fucking hate saying that. How y'all doing? (sighs) Because I guess it's just because I don't want to fall into the stereotype. It was so funny. The other day we had a guy from Jersey. Yeah, in uh, in the store that I work at, and he was like, he's like, I really like it down here. Y'all really nice, but God, y'all move in slow motion. <laughs> he's like, I'm from Jersey. I'm used to like fast paced shit. Like y'all move like he's fucking slow. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, yeah, you're not wrong, man. <laughs> Everybody like too laid back down the south. Yeah, or they're on drugs. <laughs> either or, either um, or. So, anyways, uh, bands, genres, concerts. We're both metalheads. Yeah, we like our. I don't uh, think you stated the question. I did. I read it. You did. Yeah. Oh, it's about music. Oh, music question. What what bands and stuff we're in? We're, we bands are bands you're into genres, favorite concerts. Oh my god! Yeah, concerts you're looking forward to. Well, concerts I'm looking forward to. There's a. There's a couple that may not happen because of fucking COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Gojira knocked loose. Yeah, I was really wanting to see that, but Which I it's don't still know. on right now. Yeah, but they are we'll concerts, see. Concerts are starting to drop. I'm seeing concerts getting pulled right now. Yeah, and Dying Fetus was another. Yeah, one. Dying Fetus and Terrifier. I think yeah. it was. Did, oh. it get, did it get pulled? Not yet, but like uh, Reverend Horton Heat did. Yeah. But um, when it comes to music, I for me I'm pretty across the board. Yeah, stuff I like. I would say like number one genre for me is metal. Yeah, same thing. And then punk. Yeah. And then probably like rap. Mm-hmm. And then everything else. <laughs> yeah, a lot of everything else falls in between there as well. Um, my favorite bands, that I, there, there's a ton. Uh, for me, it's like Pixies. Yeah. Uh, the Joy Division. Um, I, I Pig love... Pig Destroyer. Yeah. Pig Destroyer, like Nirvana, um, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Death. Death. Death's a big one. Oh, I love death. Um, Toxic Holocaust. Yeah, they're fucking great. Municipal Waste. Sacred Reich. Sacred Reich. Um, Power Trip. Rest in Peace, oh, Riley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, punk rock stuff, stuff like The Damned. Misfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramones, of course. Yeah. Dead Kennedys is probably my favorite punk punk band. I love Dead Kennedys. Uh, you said the Ramones. Ramones. Dead yeah. Milkman. I'm a big Dead Milkman fan. Yeah, you're you're a big big Dead Milkman fan. Suicidal tendencies. I love. Yeah. Um. I I love Bad Brains. The uh, Black Flag. Yeah. Minor Threat. Yeah. The only thing is there. 
there is some things that uh, Bad Brains has said in the past that are yeah. not very the good. Music is still good, though. Yeah. I love that Bad Brains can go from like on the same album. Like every other track is like a reggae song. Yeah. And then it's like. <laughs> just fast as shit. And like the rock. next song. I love. I love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? It's so good, though. It's very good. Like um, the reggae, the reggae uh, tracks are very. Calming. I like some folk punk stuff too. Yeah, like Harley Poe. Harley Poe. Although Miguel the Devil's not really folk punk, but he he's got the attitude. Yeah, Flogging Molly. I really Flogging love Flogging Molly. Molly. Uh, Drunken Lullabies is a whew. That's yeah. an album right there that everybody needs to listen to. Um, in the world of rap, uh, Danny Brown, Danny Brown, Kendrick Lamar, Denzel Curry, Denzel Curry. Uh, Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels. Death Grips. Older stuff. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. NWA. Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Uh, Craig Max cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? This is what happens when you do the show during the day. <laughs> yeah, this is what our house is like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ODB. Death Grips. I said Death Grips. Oh, you said Death yeah. Grips? Okay. I got distracted. I love Death Grips. I've listened to them a lot recently, actually. Yeah, I love Death Grips, too. Um, I guess because they kind of cross the the metal and rap. Yeah, they really do. It's like grind rap, I think I called it one time. <laughs> yeah, you call it grind rap. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's, I mean, there's tons more oh, yeah. that I like, but I just can't think of them right now. Uh, I, I know uh, me and you both like Ghost Mane. Ghost Mane, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that answers the question. Uh, favorite concert you've been to? Uh, right, as of right now, it's between two. The uh, the Dying Fetus concert we went to. Yeah, it was great. That we, was We saw a crazy amount of bands. Yeah. Dying Fetus, The Art is Murder, Sanction, Enterprise yeah. Earth, Rivers of Nile. Was yeah. That everybody? That was everybody. That was $25, too. <laughs> yeah, $25. <laughs> that was a crazy that. concert. Uh, another one is Yob. Yob was really good, yeah. And uh, Aminra and Voivod. That was a weird concert, but it was really good. Too. Yeah. Um, but the um, the other one I have in mind as well is uh, Phil and Selmo and the Illegals. Oh, uh, with King Parrot. Yeah. But for me, it's for King Parrot, though. Yeah. That's the first time I ever got into a mosh pit. Mosh pit, yeah. Um, yeah. We went and seen Slayer on their yeah. farewell tour. It was Slayer, Primus, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Ministry. Ministry. And uh, Phil and Selma on the illegals, yeah. they were playing vulgar display of power. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, Panta- I don't think it was just vulgar display, was it? Yeah, it was vulgar. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was an amazing concert. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sleep was a big one for me too, because Sleep's one of my all-time favorite con- uh, bands. Yeah. And we stood front right row. Yeah. yeah. So there was Matt Pike's cock right in my face <laughs> as he's fucking just hammering out, dragging on. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but he, he was. He was pretty close to us. They also, also played Shit Off the Sciences. Yeah. And they played Dope Smoker. Also, when I went to see Whitechapel. Oh, yeah. I didn't go see Whitechapel. No, you, you you couldn't go. But it, it was... I was sick. <laughs> you were sick. Um, it was it was a bunch of like local, in the area type They're doing bands. They're it again. Yeah. Because yeah. Whitechapel's from Knoxville. Yeah. People don't know. Knoxville, Tennessee. Tennessee. I, lo- I love Whitechapel. But Summoner, Summoner Circle is always fun. Yeah, they're wild. <laughs> they're a local band that's just insane. <laughs> uh, but there was a band that played. I think they were called Realm. Mm-hmm. They're a uh, doom metal band. They're very, very good. Go check their stuff out. Freaking, uh, how can we not mention Gwar? Oh, yeah, Gwar. 
almost forgot we went. Guar, Toxic Holocaust, Sacred Rock. Yeah, and uh, there was another band too. I, I didn't remember. give a shit about them. <laughs> they they were okay. They were like a Motorhead ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> but the other bands ruled. Yeah, I, I, that was like one of my introductions to Sacred Rock too. Like I hadn't really listened to a lot of their stuff. I, honestly, like I ain't gonna lie, the name Sacred Rock. I was concerned about. Yeah. Well, they I, even talked about it at the show. Yeah. Because, like, the, apparently the lead singer had a Nazi come up to him. And was yeah. like, yeah, Sacred Rock, man. And he's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole... The whole uh, I think the name kind of fucked him in the long run. Yeah. But, like, Surf Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, their last album was really good. American Way. The American no, Way. Just, no, just as the American Way. It's very, very progressive crossover. Yep. Uh, type of stuff. It's like Megadeth and Megadeth was good. Hot take! Oh, Lord. <laughs> what have you done? I was actually thinking about this today. You opened the fucking floodgates. I was actually thinking about this today because I saw somebody post like, like, am I the only one brave enough to say that Candyman actually isn't that good? Oh, my God. It's like, no, you just don't like Candyman. Candyman's a great movie. You don't like it. It's fine to not like it. Yeah, but Candyman's an absolute classic for a reason. I'm just gonna, I'm going just gonna go ahead and say, if you don't like Candyman, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> Candyman's fucking excellent. But when, you know, that, I hate that opinion where it's like, okay, I don't like Megadeth. I'm not a Megadeth fan. I hate David Mustaine's voice. Does that mean Megadeth's a bad band? No. no. It means I don't like Megadeth. I love I love their instrumental work. You see that all the time, though. You see this constant like posts online of people being like, Am I the only one that, you know, hot take? This movie actually isn't good. Like, no, it is good. You just don't like it. It's fine. It's fine not to like it. There's been, it's been that whole thing with Nirvana recently. Oh, like yeah. People have been shitting on Nirvana. Nirvana actually wasn't very good. Like, no, Nirvana was popular for a reason. They're a great band. Like, I remember... The it's people, okay not to like them, though. Yeah. You know? If you don't like them, whatever. I remember people were trying to shit on Kurt Cobain with his guitar work. I mean, he's not the best guitarist of all time, but... He's not he, He's not trying to, like, throw out solos and shit. He's not shit. Jimmy Page or Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. He's not Buckethead, but that's not the point. No. It's the, about rhythm and songwriting. Riffs and, and Riffs, stuff. yeah. yeah. I don't know. Don't I hate you're... that. I hate that so much. I saw it today. I was on the toilet. I was taking a big shit. And, uh, God. <laughs> you could wait the entire conversation to bring up you had to take a nasty shit. <laughs> Sorry. More Dora over here. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of big old shit. And it was like, am I the only one that's brave enough to say that Candyman actually isn't a very good movie? It's very boring. And I'm like, no, Candyman's a great movie, but you don't like it. And it's okay. Which I, I know, like, we were talking... There's that mentality in everybody's head who are like, I don't like it, so it can't be good. It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's like, people, like again, I, I watch Anthony Fantano, and I enjoy what he does with the music, uh, him talking about music. But his fan base sometimes will just harass oh a fucking band because he gave it a low review. Yeah. And it's like... And even he's like, get a laugh. Even he's like, yeah, I didn't like it, but yeah. that doesn't mean that's gospel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of stuff he's given like rough reviews to that. I was Rivers like, I of I liked Nile. It. Yeah, Rivers of Nile. Where Owls know my name. I thought that was a masterpiece. That was my album of the year in 2017. Yep. And he gave it a, like a. I don't think he even reviewed it. He gave it like a he why you know review. Yeah, he gave it why why you know review. He's like, oh, the saxophone was too basic. I'm like, oh. My God. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> uh, he also didn't like the new Portal album. Really? Yeah, he said it was one of their weaker releases. Same thing with the new Death Heaven, uh, Death Heaven album. I haven't listened to either one of those though. So uh, I didn't know there was a new Portal or Death Heaven album. 
Uh, I told you about the Portal album. I, I didn't know there was a new Def Heaven album. Well, which Def Heaven are a very controversial band in metal. Oh, because of the the shoe gaze. Yeah, the shoe gaze. Uh, black black gaze is black what they call. I think. Yeah, it's like black metal and major chords. Yeah, it, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I dig uh, that that album. Uh, it's like it's like emo mixed with black metal. It's really odd. I don't know how I feel about it. I like emo and I like yeah, black no metal. Yeah, you do. I don't. I like. I like. I'll say. I like some black metal. Yeah, I don't like black metal ideology at all. But I like, no, I like the music. <laughs> I think for me, it's hard to separate. It is. It got like like Burzum because Burzum's like one of the better bands in black metal, and like. I mean, Bar- okay. Let me say this right here, right now. First of all, uh, it depends on who the fuck you are. Because Burzum, some 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 of the stuff Lewis sounds like it was recorded <laughs> in a toilet. It was. It's fucking it sounds. Like ass sometimes. But that's black metal though. Like you listen to you've listened to Transylvanian Hunger. Yeah, yeah. And again, Dark Throne's one of the best bands of the, the black yeah. metal movement, you know? Which uh I can't remember his name. Who the guy in Dark Throne? Oh, uh Fenric. Fenric. He, he seems like a cool guy. I like to hang out with Fenric. Yeah. He's a big Zillan Arter fan, did you know that? Oh really? Yeah. He was a big supporter of Zillan Arter. I know uh, uh, Bart Baker's. Bart, nope. Yep, he would not be. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Racist nope, piece nope. of shit. Uh, he sure is. But thank you, Don, for the question. We love music. We love talking about music. Yeah. It's one of our favorite things. We are metalheads, but we yeah. also love every genre of music. Oh, yeah. You know. I even, I even uh, will go as far to say as I listen to the Billie Eilish album. Oh, I did not. Not the newest I, one. I did not like Billie Eilish. I did not like Bad Guy at all. I did not like that song. But. Um, <laughs> you're you're gonna get the the Billy Eilish hardcore fans after you. You don't want that. I was listening to Kesha. Kesha's better. <laughs> you, you like Kesha because of one song. Though. Don't matter. That song is better than anything Billy Eilish has ever wrote. <laughs> gonna say it right here, right now oh, in America. Lord. Oh God, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> you are a fucking hypocrite. I know I am. It's okay. Which I think I think we all have that. I was gonna say like I can even get down on some country. Oh yeah, uh, Johnny Cash is the fucking man. Johnny Cash is the man. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Working nine to five. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Yeah. We're Fuckin from Tennessee. Dolly. We rap Dolly. Dolly. You talking about my goddamn Dolly? <laughs> <laughs> that video went viral. There may be people listening to this who have seen Trey's video. That's who's crazy. Like, he's a friend of ours. He, yeah. He's a uh, he's the ring announcer for local rational promotion. Yeah. When Unknown Hanson was talking shit about Dolly and he went ape shit. Oh my like, god! You talking about my goddamn Dolly Parton? You calling her big ditty slut? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh my god! It's such a good video. Unknown Henson really added some of the piece of shit. Huh? <sighs> it sucks too because I really did like Unknown Henson, <laughs> and now it's like, well, I like the music, but I can't support the dude. Yeah, he, he fucked up, ruined his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an asshole, unfortunately. But you yeah. know, I still like the music. It uh, sucks because like we talk about time with like you know we talked about with like Richard Stanley and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Or like you know, recently with Manson and stuff like that. Yeah, the Ma- the Manson stuff. Like, like there's some people being like, "Are you shocked by it?" And yeah, it's like, you don't. I yeah, I'm fucking shocked. Expect by- him to be a piece of shit, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I hate just completely condemning that stuff because he wasn't the only guy that worked on it. Yeah, he did a very little thing in that album by singing the songs. Like, exactly. I don't think he even wrote a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it's rough. You know, like, the, the band didn't deserve to have their music forever tainted. Tainted. You know. It's not their fault. I'll tell you what band I feel the most sorry for when it comes to shit like that. When it comes to that piece of shit in their band, Lost Profits. Lost Profits. 
Holy shit. Yeah, they're fucked. They'll never... That's it. They're they done. tried to start a new band, and it, I don't think it got off the ground. Yeah. And that sucks. It's not their fault. Oh, it's just fucking rough, it's man. It's really bad. It's one of the worst things that ever happened to music, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> that uh, very much put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Metalcore suffered from it, too. Me- Metalcore... Well, I, I'd say emo. Sure. But emo and metalcore, they, they, so they somewhat go hand in hand. They yeah. cross paths a lot. <sighs> it's rough. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, Don. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People who don't know, uh, the guy from Lost Prophets went full Serbian film. He sure did. Uh, so next up, that. we have the People's Mikey. What's up, the People's Mikey? <laughs> the, the, the People's Champ. We are the people of Mikey. He'll like that he's a wrestling man. <laughs> <laughs> the people's champ. Yeah. The Mikey says, <laughs> shut your mouth and bust the <laughs> I don't know. I, it's already went off the rails. I couldn't think of anything. I'm sorry, people's Mikey. <laughs> the show's over. I was trying to think of wrestling references and make them funny, and I failed miserably. <laughs> he says, howdy, my dudes. Which I love. I love that. I can't believe this, this, this poor man. <laughs> I gave him the cock sand. You gave him the... That's an inside joke we've been making fun of. The, uh, not making fun of. We both like The Rock. Yeah. But we've, we've been goofing around with The Rock's catchphrase. The Rock, the cock says, Bust your goddamn load. <laughs> Anyways. Or the blow your load. Anyways. The people's Mikey. <laughs> Howdy, my dudes. <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is there an actor slash actress that you would love to see oh, have a resurgence like Nicolas Cage? He's really had a resurgence. He really has. Dude killed it with Willy's Wonderland, which I really want to see. But yeah, I mean, it's basically Five Nights at Freddy's, but it looks interesting. Yeah, and heard great things about Pig, which I have too in the poster and the like. The yeah. visuals of him look really cool. The only thing I will say is how many fucking movies are gonna be called Pig. There's so many movies called Pig. Oh my, or God. pigs, or Piggy. Yeah. Loving the show more and more each episode. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Totally give it five stars. And you're better than Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah, fuck Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. He's a bitch. Unless your podcast was held at the Tokyo Dome, I would give it ten stars. Oh, We're shit. fucking better than Omega. <laughs> Get shit on Omega. Fuck you, Okada. <laughs> <laughs> Naito, kiss my ass. I'm Joey Janela. Oh, fuck you, Okada. Because <laughs> they went long. <laughs> It's great. And fucked over. Him uh, and Marco Slater that razzle in front of like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. That was really bad. Hope you guys had a great weekend, especially with what's been going on on wrestling. Oh, oh yeah. God. It's been crazy. Yeah. Cheers and take care. Man, wrestling's been going wild. It's going off right now, man. I think we're about to hit another Attitude Era. You I really so? do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm emphasizing it, Matt. <laughs> I see that, but no one else is. <laughs> I know. I, I'm making hand gestures. No one can see. I'm really emphasizing that the fact that we're hitting another attitude era. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, with Lesnar and Becky back in WWE, even if they fucked Becky, <laughs> just return up, but still she's back. Well, they, they didn't fuck her return up. They fucked up Bianca Belair's fucking run. run. They did, but at the same time, they fucked Becky because Becky's gonna get heat off that, and not yeah. like heel heat, but like fuck heat. heat. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't deserve that. And also, like, I know they said it was her call. Yeah, sorry, guys, we're going off on a wrestling tangent real quick. Yep. Um, I know they said it was Becky's call to turn heel on Bianca. Why? Why? Exactly. Why would you be okay with that? She was the biggest baby face. Oh, yeah. my God. There's no way. Like, a, a return like that? No. It worked with Pac when Pac came back and uh, attacked Richard Swan. Yeah. For uh, the, the cruiserweight belt. That was brutal, That too. was brutal. But it worked for Pac. 
He was just like went to shake his hand and like fuck elbowed his head. And off no offense to Pac, Pac is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> one of my all time favorites. Becky is way bigger than Pac. <laughs> I mean, I remember when uh, the man stuff started happening. I was all for. I it. was all in. Yeah, I was like, this is incredible. And I wasn't even a Becky Lynch fan. I was actually, I was like, I was like, of the four horsewomen, she's the worst. It, and she turned. And it I still around. think in the ring, she's not amazing. Does uh, not matter. Though. She doesn't have to be. No, her her character work is fantastic. But then you got CM Punk and AEW and probably Daniel Bryan and possibly Adam Cole. What, what, what do you What do you mean possibly Daniel Bryan? He signed a while back, but it's not been officially announced. announced. Yeah, which they teased that. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. where Punk was like, "I'll oh, give you a little bit of time and uh, be patient. You might get that." Yeah, which I was like, "Oh my god!" And then possibly Adam Cole if you don't resign the WWE. Also Bray Wyatt. Yeah. This is going to get insane. This is about to get wild. Yeah, shit's about to go off the rails. Yeah. But anyways, back to his movie question. Yes, sorry. We have a small sect. I know we do have a small sect that really likes wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for you guys. I know some of the people who are not in the wrestling are like just hitting like, the fast forward button. What are you button. talking about? <laughs> it's like back in the day with Dead Pit when Dead Pit were talking about wrestling. Yeah. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, so I was like, well, I don't really care. But <laughs> yeah. So what actor slash actress would you like to see have a resurgence like Nicolas Cage? Oh, my God. Sean Connery He's dead <laughs> No God rest God rest his soul <laughs> I, I know Sean He's dead God rest Scott his soul I reference <laughs> I actually didn't really care About, much about Sean Connery But uh, You know God, You make it a lot of Like Hot Strong takes. takes In this episode Is that that bad I don't know Sean Connery was fine He was a good actor He just didn't do any movies I really cared about You know uh, Yeah Um I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. Yeah. And the guys has been kind of uh, MIA recently. Yeah. So I would love to see the guys get a return. Some, maybe some genre stuff, like some A24 movies, too. That'd yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah, it really, would be really cool. I, I have an easier time remembering directors than I do actors, actually. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What about a, a, for an actress? I always really like Tiffany Shepis. Yeah. And I'm sure she's doing some shitty low budget movie right now that's made for a buck fifty. <laughs> but she deserves better because she's a better actress than that. <laughs> um I want the kid who was in Come and See. Come back? Yeah. He's a hell no. <laughs> uh, well he did an interview. Yeah. Yeah, he did an interview, uh like it, it was if you guys uh watched the Horrible Reviews is um in a beginner's guide to disturbing cinema. I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> it's like three hours long, so mm-hmm. I can see why you didn't. Uh, in the come and see portion, like you see him as like a teenager talking about the movie. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, I like like I don't know if he's even still alive. To be honest, there's actors but... I can think of who like they're still active. Yeah, but they're just not making anything of substance. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Well, dude, I saw a uh, short film at Knoxville Horror Film Festival one time where Bill Mosley played a serial killer. Yeah. It was a German-made short film. Oh, wow. Dude, he was so good. <laughs> so good. He's a great actor. I just don't know why people don't fucking use him. Because he's a genre guy, I guess. I think the genre guys just kind of get this stigma about him. Like, I'd love to see, like, Tony Todd. Yeah. Although, hopefully, Candyman will. I think it will. Get him back, because he's he's great, man. Like, he had a real good run in the 90s with, like, Tony Todd, with, like, Candyman and, like, I'm so happy the they brought him back as uh, Candyman. You yeah. have to. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it, there isn't many other people who can do that role. Idris Elba. That would be fucking That would be cool, wouldn't it? 
I really like Idris Elba. Did you see? Oh my god, I'm gonna tell you this. And this is completely off of the fucking rails when it comes to our show. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna be in the new Sonic movie. What? Who's he gonna play? Knuckles. <laughs> that's that's what's been teasing. You know where he's from? Where? Uganda. What? That no, they knew. They knew. Do you know the way? <laughs> if he if he, if says, he says it, it the, the internet will go yeah, crazy. The internet will crash. If he says, "Do you know the way?" He doesn't even have to do an accent. Well, apparently, like he's original, like his uh, family is from Uganda. That's insane. So that's fucking insane. That is insane. Like I thought that was amazing. If, if Knuckles rolls up the Sonic at some point in that movie and says, "Hey, do you know the way?" He doesn't have to do the accent. No, the internet will be like. Pfft. Well, it's been teased he's going to be Knuckles. He posted it on his Twitter, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen the first Sonic, but that's awesome. I'll watch it just for that. I, I actually want to see the, the the Sonic movie. Yeah, me too. It looked fun. At one point, John Travolta would yeah. be cool, but he went off the rails. I fucking, yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy who does a Mission Impossible movies. Oh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, he, that's all he does. Yeah, he's just Scientology now. Well, you know, Travolta came back with Pulp Fiction. He did have a career resurgence yeah. with Pulp Fiction. And then he made fucking uh, Battlefield Earth, the Scientology movie. And then he was in uh, Fred Durst's movie. <laughs> just one of them days! <laughs> I've heard mixed things about that movie. I heard it sucked. I heard good things. Yeah. I heard someone give it a, I think it was 22 Shots of Moves of Horror. Everybody on there said it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. So I trust them more than I trust some people. Because some people are going to be like, oh, friend Durst. Yeah. However, he's getting a bit of a resurgence now, too, just because he looks so funny. He looks wild. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I don't, he looks like Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, he did kind of look like Rivers Cuomo. I thought he looked like an extra in the Beastie Boys Sabotage video. Yeah. Or the Golden Girls. <laughs> I'll be, I'm dead serious. When I was scrolling through and I just saw the yeah. picture and I didn't see he had a mustache, I thought it was like a picture of like Blanche from back in the day. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's rough. I was like, damn. <laughs> Betty White looking wild. Wait a minute. That's not Blanche. I, I don't remember when Blanche was, but. I, I don't remember the Golden Girls' names right I just now. remember the theme song. Yeah, I think that was classic. It's so good. Um, What other actor? I was trying to think of some actors from like the early 90s that I really liked who aren't dead. <laughs> I always like Val Kilmer, but yeah. like he's apparently a dick. Oh, so because well, like, that one. which makes sense because like Wonderland was really good and got a big following or cult following. Yeah, but he never really took off from it. I think it's because he's <laughs> who about Andrew Bernarski? Oh my god! <laughs> no, Jesus! Mavar gave his phone number on Cameo. He sure did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Tiffany Shepis and Goslin. That's who I'm gonna go with. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I can't I can't think of many people right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I know there's people who are coming up that, are, that I think should make it big in movies. Yeah. Uh, which I know some of them might not because of uh, some of their uh, other things they do. Yeah. Because uh, people still have a, a, a stigma against sex work. Sex work, yeah. Felicia Fisher, for Felicia example. Felicia Fisher, yeah. Shouts out, Brian Papa Andrea. Yes. That dude is great in everything. If this was the 80s. He just wrote a new script. Yeah, I know. I saw like that. Like a day or something like Spooky like Dookie or something like yeah. that, which I love the name of. <laughs> it, but dead serious. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. If this was the 80s, that dude would have been like a under, like not underground, but like 80s comedy guy. He'd be oh, like yeah. the secondary character in all the 80s comedies. Oh, yeah. He'd be the sidekick and everything. Because he's that good. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Go watch Space Babes from Outer Space and Easter Casket if you don't think that's the case. Hey, he, oh, my God. He's great. He's so good. 
Hey, uh, we we recently watched uh, uh, Feaster Sunday. Feaster Sunday, and man, that's what I meant to say. I didn't mean to say Easter's Casket. I meant to say Feaster Sunday. Uh, uh, Easter cat is that some Dustin Mills? Dustin Mills, yeah. Which he, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, it's as long as I thought which about guy? it. Uh, the the guy that was in all of Dustin Mills' movies. Brandon Salky. Yeah, yeah, that guy was that guy was good. Where, yeah. I wonder. I, wonder I think he's teaching at. now down yeah. in Florida. I think he's like a like an acting teacher. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Parker. Yeah, he's, he's awesome a great dude. actor. Yeah, it wouldn't be a research, but I'd love to see Brian Papa Andrea get a role in like a big yeah. movie. Yeah, he's great. Even he's, Batman, he's good in. Oh God, that movie. <laughs> he's wild. Ain't he? I want to see what Scott Shimmer would do with a big budget. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yep. Thank you, people's Mikey. If you smell <laughs> what the Mikey is shit. <laughs> yeah, do it to him again. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Like you're great. You're the man. You're the man, dog. You're the man now, dog. And final question. And we've gone an hour on oh just the questions. God. I was like, let's keep this one under three hours. Well, we're running long. <laughs> we're long-winded shit bags. We just keep talking. Is maybe possibly our favorite username. Okay, JK bitch. That's fucking amazing <laughs> username. The to uh, also talk about amazing usernames. One of my friends from school back in the day had a username that was Vincent Van Gogh. Fuck yourself, <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. My friend's uh, screen name on PS three uh, back in the day was <laughs> I am Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking like amazing username. Like, I think Gary Coleman was dead at that point too. So yeah. <laughs> I am Gary Coleman. Uh, not that Gary Coleman being dead's funny, but I did hear you an <laughs> asshole. Damn. I, did, I did hear you was a bit of a dick. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, JK bitch says just bought tumbling doll of flesh on DVD, and I was a bit apprehensive since violent pornography is actually illegal in my country. Hmm. Illegal to produce, sell. And distribute, but not to watch your own. Is okay. there? Yeah, that's a weird fucking law. Nah, that's what usually goes. Yeah, with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like it's not you, necessarily you can own it, but and watch it, but you can't make it. I don't know. That's fucking bizarre. But um, yeah, I don't know where in where in the world you live at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty wild. Uh, Sorry. The question is. Is there any material you've been scared to see or own because it can get you in trouble? Doesn't need to be a movie. Can be internet gore content, extreme pornography, etc. You trying to out us as something? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, oh, I've seen extreme gore content. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I never felt like that was going to get me in trouble. No, I mean, when I first knew it existed, I was like, this has got to be illegal. <laughs> this has got to be illegal. So I grew up in like the shock video era. Oh, well, so yeah. Me, it was just like it was just another day. Well, like, oh, thing. someone emailed me a beheading. Okay, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like the, the heyday of like rock. Yeah. You know? Well, the thing is, like, I just didn't know. Yeah. Right? And I remember the first time I saw a gore video. And it was. Uh, it was the Three Guys One Hammer video. Yeah. And a friend showed it to me. After, like, we were going through shock videos and watching them. Like I saw like the two girls one cup, and I was like, yeah, I it was gross, and about laughed at it. Yeah, and the one guy one jar, and I kind of kind of laughed at it because it's like, ah, it's fucking ridiculous. 
But then that video, I was, I remember I lost sleep because of that video. <laughs> Damn. I, and then it just kind of, you know, it's one of those things where you uh, you watch it and you just kind of watch more of it. Now I have a box set of Real Death on yeah, it. Yeah, Traces of Death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, I thought that shit was illegal. I thought I just watched something that I shouldn't have saw. It, shouldn't yeah. Have seen. <laughs> Uh, what uh, for me the first thing that popped in my head when I read that question was uh, Ken Park by Larry Clark. <laughs> yeah, which has uh, unsimulated sex between very young actors. Yeah, illegally young? I don't think so. Portraying illegally young, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, Larry Clark is an odd, odd guy. We're not gonna yeah. make any accusations. But I'm gonna say, watch Bully and tell me that odd crotch shot of Bijou Phillips ain't weird. <laughs> yeah, right up the snatch. I don't know why. Um, we, I recently was able to find one of the animal gore. Yeah. The animal gore films. Yeah. Which is, um, Jonathan Doe's talked about it. He talked about them on our show actually. Yeah. That's the first time I ever heard of them. And, uh, Stephen Bloodsworth. Did review them. Yeah. Just recently talked about them. Yeah. Go check out Stephen Bloodsworth. Yes. Great YouTube channel. Great YouTube channel. And I searched it out and watched some of it. I skimmed through it. To be it's fair. hard to find those. It's really hard. Because to LPS find. also stands for Littlest Pet Shop. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oof. Yeah. <laughs> but man, when I was watching it, I was like, is, is it okay to watch this? Yeah. Is this legal? Is this real? Is it even real? See, I don't know how don't much know. of that is legend. Because, like I said, like I, I brought the fact that like if you watch Muzani, the, uh, the period blood scene. Yeah, uh, is very similar to the animal gore. Yeah, seeing as far as like the performance by the actress, if it is a performance. Yeah, which I hope it's a performance. Yeah, but like because the yakuza was so heavily involved with porn in the yeah. in Japan in the late eighties, early nineties, that's what's led people to speculate that there is a chance that it's one hundred percent legit. Which, God, I hope not. It'd be wild if it was. Uh, I, I, that's fucking rough. Wouldn't be illegal, but it would be. Uh, Fuck! Ow! Fuck! I hit my knee. Yeah, I did that. I introduced you to something recently. Oh my god! That definitely, I think, is something that like reading it for the first time. I was like, I don't know if you can own this. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uzagia. Uh. Wetaya Uzagawa or something like that. Oh, I can Google it real quick. Oh my god! This shit's fucked. He's the artist and writer of Waiita Waiita Uziga. I butcher that. Anyways, he's the artist behind Mei-chan's Daily Life. Yeah. And uh, his stuff, his Uro-Guro stuff, is woof. It puts a lot of the stuff in the films that we talk about to shame. Way shame. Like, there's no way you could do... 99% 99% of what he does in those comics in anything. It's like when uh, they... It would 100% be illegal to... To do. To do. <laughs> Unless you, like, just happen to find actresses who look really young. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, God. <laughs> it, oh, God. Uh, yeah, you had, you had me go down the rabbit hole a little bit last night, <laughs> and I was like, I fucking hate... I, I hate the human race. <laughs> It's yeah. horrific. If you're curious, and yeah. be careful. Be careful. Because you will contract computer aids <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to search out his stuff. Computer so, aids. So be very, very careful with it. Yeah. Uh, Maychon's Daily Life. Yeah, game Over. And Game Over and what, Mysterious Tales of the Bazaar or something, something like, like that? that yeah. Which is the one that features the Junko Veruda story. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, a fetishized Junko Furuta yeah. story. <laughs> just, just, just to give you a little bit of a preface, and that's it not is, that's just the fucking beginning. That's of the first story. Work. It gets worse. Yeah, like, that's the first story in that book, and it gets worse. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's so bad. How's dude. this shit legal? He has a real fetish for amputees. Yeah. <laughs> it's he, gnarly. He dude. turned a woman to a toilet. He did. He did turn a woman into a toilet. Now, I what I want what I want to know, but since I don't, is why one why, <laughs> two, whose masturbation material was this? Uh, I don't know, dog. He's a very popular artist. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah, his stuff is, and if you don't know what Eroguro is, because there's maybe some listeners out there who are not familiar with Eroguro. Oh, God. Uh, Eroguro is fetishized gore porn. Yeah. So, then there is movies that are Eroguro films. Yeah. Like, I can think of, like, um, the Virgin films. In yeah. Trails of a Beautiful Woman, In Trails of a Virgin. Yeah. Those are Eroguro, but in the comic world, they can do a lot more. <laughs> they go fucking crazy. And, uh... They like to depict the girls to be very young. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like 10. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years old. Yeah. And that stuff is already like, you should not be looking at that kind of stuff. No. That manga should be banned. <laughs> Which I think in uh, the UK it is. It is. You yeah. Can look at, what is it called? Loli. Loli, yeah. Lolita. I, th- I remember <laughs> the YouTuber was uh, talking about it. He oh, was God. Like, he was like... Uh, yeah, that shit, that shit's banned over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, for good reason. The story to me that was like, when I was reading Ugh. that guy's stuff, that I was like, Jesus fucking. It's not even the most, like, one that feels the most illegal. But just the just most depraved, mean-spirited. It's called, uh, I think it's called, um, This Piece of Meat is Talking. <sighs> and it's about this woman who somehow betrayed her government or something like that. So they, like, surgically rip her apart. Piece oh by God. piece while making our daughter watch it. That's fucking foul. I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> but the thing is, like, this isn't supposed to just shock you. This no. is supposed to be something you masturbate to. Yeah, this is jerk off material. Earl Guru is jerk off material. Which I know some people who do it don't do it for that reason. A lot of people read Earl Guru for shock value. Well, well, the thing is, I know some people, some people like, there's a, uh, a graffiti artist who doesn't do it for uh, masturbation material. Yeah, he does it for But that's not Earl Guru. That's well, just that's. That, huh? That's just gore. I think it's that's not Eero Guru. That's just Guru. Yeah, which is gore. Yeah, which I know Eero Guru like originates during some like the uh, pretty early years. Yeah, like some of those early paintings of like the squids. Yeah, blasting <laughs> pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. I mean, that's uh, what it is. I mean, I'm not, I don't. I don't agree. I don't approve of it. I don't disapprove of it either. I'm not going to kink shame, but however, Earl Girl might kink shame a little bit. However, if you're jerking off to Earl Girl porn and that keeps you from killing somebody, hey, <laughs> could be worse, right? Yeah, yeah but I'm just going to say, like, it, this is coming from, you know, us. Yeah. If you're, you know, wanking it. Yeah. Or, you know, just masturbating in general. It doesn't matter like what you who you identify as. Yeah. It does feel like predominantly male on it. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but go to therapy. Find out why you're doing this. Find out why this is something you're doing. Yeah. Please. So, thank you, JK, bitch. Yeah, thank you. And then, like I said, if you're going to go check out 
any Earl Girl, really. Man, talking about the Earl Girl stuff made my stomach hurt. If you're going to check out any Earl Girl stuff, then you definitely want to, like like I said, have your computer very secure because you will get computer aids. Make sure, like, you've got uh, ad block. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> you will be getting ads like, this game will make you come in 20 seconds. <laughs> With the fucking barrage of all kinds of other shit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's the questions for the week. God damn, we went long. Good questions, though. So, yeah, you know, it was justifiable. That we went so long. But we thank everybody who asked us questions. If you want to do it, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yes. Or every week of the show, we're a bi-weekly podcast. We post a little image, and you can ask a question in the comments. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break, play a little something for somebody, play a little ad. A little ad. And when we come back, we're talking Alex de Iglesia, finally. Finally. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And we are the hosts of Spread the Dread Podcast, your weekly source for serial killer stories, true crime tales, and horror movie hobnobbing. If you like the dark side of life with a lot of swearing, and humor guaranteed to get you banned from social media and family gatherings, visit SpreadTheDreadPodcast.com and come vibe with your tribe. We release brand new episodes every Wednesday. And you can find them on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube and BitChute. But be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, too. Wow, John, uh, you just went like 45 seconds without swearing. Ah, oh, motherfucker! What? What? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, son. We're back, son. Don't go. We're going to talk about Alex Iglesias. What? What? Alex Iglesias. What? what? That was the most obnoxious thing we've ever done. Pretty <laughs> Durango. Oh, hell. Yeah. All right. I said, I'm going to take some fetuses. What? I said, I'm going to take some fetuses. What? Going to get them to Las Vegas, son. <laughs> you think the it. cops are going to stop me? <laughs> 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 I'm going to search down for the devil. What? <laughs> the devil. It. What? We gotta get the Antichrist sign. We, we got to stop. <laughs> That's so funny. Yo. Stone Gold. Stone Gold. I would, why the hell do I have a pretty wrong going to dance with the devil? I, I know it's know. the alternative title, but. I guess, I guess you're probably like, it's probably easier to spell dance with the devil right now. Probably. <laughs> That's probably it. Then pretty Durango. So anyways, Alex De La Glazia, Spanish filmmaker. Yes. That I am loosely familiar with. Yeah, I know you saw one of his uh, films. I saw, it wasn't a, like a premiere, but it yeah. was like before it ever got distribution yeah. from another, uh, from a major label, uh, Witchin' and Bitchin'. Yeah. Which is a good, a good movie. Good, fun little, I mean, it's an Alex De La Glazia film. It's chaotic and funny and goofy and silly and has Spongebob with a doozy. <laughs> I don't think I away with that. I don't know, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I be, I became wanting to do this episode because yeah. of Perita Durango. Yeah, it looked wild. Rebecca McKendry, of, formerly of Shockwaves, now of yeah. uh, Colors of the Dark, I think, is yeah. the new podcast. Um, she referenced that the fact that Severin was putting out this movie called Perita Durango and how it was kind of crazy and fucked up. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I want to see that. So mm. when Severin announced it in Day of the Beast, I was like, shit, we have an episode. <laughs> yeah. We can do Alex Day Iglesia. Yeah, but 
the Alex and Iglesias films, it, it's a whole rabbit hole. It really is. Yeah. He's got so much stuff that is just uh, he, he's really so much stuff over the years. And he's very active. Yeah. Like, he's very consistent. Yeah, he's, he's really stuff as like as recent as like this year, I'm pretty sure. He's the Spanish Takashi Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's constantly working and constantly putting stuff out. Yeah. So, we're going to start our review, though, in 1995. Yes. Which I don't know, is it, is it his first movie? I don't know if it's his first movie or not, but... It's his breakout movie, out. Yeah. And that is... Day of the Beast. His movie is fucking wild. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. It rules. Um, so, essentially, we have Angel. Yep. Who is a priest and a theologist. Yep. And for years, he's been trying to crack the code of this ancient text. Yeah. And he finally does it. And what it says is, on December 24th, yep, Christmas Eve, the Antichrist will be born in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Bring about the apocalypse. And so, yeah, he decides that he has to stop it. And the way he has to do it is to become a sinner. Yes. So that he can sell his soul to the devil. To find out the exact location of where the Antichrist will be born, so that he can take it out. And boy, does he fit into the center's role amazingly. Oh fuck, it's great. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh my god! But he's not alone in this journey. No, he meets his three wise men. Yeah, he's one of them. So he has two other wise men. Yeah, <laughs> one is a record store owner. Yeah, who's who, a metalhead. Yes, who loves acid. He loves. Oh my god, he's got tons of acid and TV. Yep. Jose Maria. Jose Maria has joined the battle. Yeah. <laughs> a new competitor has joined the battle. <laughs> <laughs> Smash Brothers. Yeah. And, and he takes some convincing, but he finally does. A TV psychic known as Professor Kavon. Yes. Who is just a rich televangelist. Not televangelist, but rich uh, psychiatrist. Not psychiatrist. Good Lord. Psychic. I'll get to the yeah. right word in a minute. <laughs> uh very much like a TV psychic call-in type deal. And they, at first, kidnap him. Yes, they do. To try to learn how to sell their soul to the devil. Yes. But eventually he sees El Diablo himself. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that angels rot. And they must stop the Antichrist. This movie is fucking crazy. It's so good. Okay, so like... Not only does the film have one of the greatest openings in horror history. Oh my god! With the which it's in the trailer, the "Can We Bear This Cross?" Yes. It also has maybe the greatest title sequence of all time. Yeah. Because Angel is just going around just being a bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's like like he's stealing money from the homeless. Yep. He's pushing moms off of a bridge. Yep. Fucking stealing toys from a toy shop. Yeah. The, my favorite, though, is when he comes across oh a God. car wreck and yeah. this guy's dying and they bring him in and give him his last rites. <laughs> he lets him kiss the damn rosary. Yep. Then reaches into his <laughs> wallet, or his pocket, pulls out his wallet, puts it in his pocket, and goes and whispers in his ear, I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then he meets Jose Maria, and he's like, I'm not going to pay for this <laughs> I'm not going to pay for this tape. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. He tries to steal a book. Yeah, oh my god. Oh. He just try he still shit the whole movie. Yeah. Just because he's just trying to build up his sin counter, I guess. Yeah, he's trying to get them sin the sin stamps on his card. Yeah. <laughs> um But man, the acting in this is so good. That's to me the film like the strongest aspect of his film is the three leads. Yeah. 
And of course, all the other ca- uh, surrounding cast of characters they come in contact with are all really good as well. Like yeah. I love the landlady, yeah, who is Jose Maria's mom. Yeah. Oh my god. And the uncle who's always naked, and he like keeps dosing him. Yeah, he's <laughs> dosing. Oh my god. He's like, like he's almost dosing him like like, like it's a uh, communion cracker. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Susan and Mia. Yeah. All the characters in the film are great. Yeah. But they're the three leads are just like, they're so insanely likable. And this, honestly, this is a movie where not a ton actually happens. No, not really. Se. Like, it's a lot of, like, setup. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's only, like, a couple of, like, set pieces. Yeah. It's a lot of setup to not a lot of payoff, but it works perfectly for what the film is trying to do. Yeah. Which is like, the whole time trying to get you to decide whether or not Angel's crazy or not. Yeah. Is he, t- is he right or is he wrong? Yeah. You know, that's the whole point of the film as the viewers is trying to figure out whether or not Angel's theory is correct. But also happening at the same time as, huh? What? 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 Sorry, I interrupted the podcast. Anyways, oh, um, at the same time, there is a group of people who are killing people. Mm-hmm. Clean up Madrid. Yeah, clean it by in spray painting. Clean up Madrid on the uh, the walls or the nearby surroundings. Yeah. And what's cool about, like, that stuff in particular and other things in the film is all the synchronicities. Yeah. Like, just when Angel thinks his quest is, like, come to a dead end, something happens. Yeah. That's just a little subtle hint to the next step. Yeah. And he keeps uh, pushing forward. Yeah, it's like he's trying to solve It's like a side quest in a in a damn uh, video game. Like, <laughs> yeah. the whole movie's a side quest. He keeps, having, he keeps having to do these little side quests to try to get to the main mission. And it's like, I don't know. It's The, the characters and the acting is so strong that it, like... It, Carries this movie so perfectly. Yeah, this is a movie I don't want to spoil like too much no, for no, 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 no. because it, this movie is an experience. It's so good. Like, it's shot great. The music's great. The yeah. acting's great. I pretty much loved everything about it. Honestly, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, the ending's up to interpretation. The whole movie's up to interpretation in a lot oh, of yeah. ways. Like I said, like, are they synchronicities or are they messages from God? Yeah. Uh, are they even synchronicities or coincidences? Coincidences, yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it's like everything like plays into like cause then they'll get like a dead end, but like oh, but then that dead end leads them to another thing. Yep. And like like so, there's like there's not a shit ton of like special effects in the film or anything like that. There's some really good stunt work. Yeah. Some cool car stuff and like a crazy scene where they're climbing down. A- there is one special effect in in this that I can think of, and it's fucking wild. The devil. Yeah. El Diablo. <laughs> the Diablo. <laughs> The communion crackers that are just stale bread. Yeah. I love that. It's so funny, too. That's another thing we haven't brought up. This movie is oh ridiculously God. funny. Like, as soon like as soon as the movie begins and the crossbows on that guy, it sets the mood for the entire film. And you get this wacky, like, almost jazz score. It's As Angel's just being a fucking bastard. Yeah. it's It works so perfectly. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, like, without seeing it, because, like, if you're like, oh, that doesn't sound good. It just sounds like an annoying film where they don't really get to the point until the very end. It's like, well, yeah, but... But the characters are lovable. Yeah, the characters are lovable, and the circumstances are awesome. And there's some great <sighs> oh, tension and stuff, too, you know? Yeah. Like the scene where he, like, he doses Mia to get yeah. the virgin blood. Oh, my God. He's trying to get her out of the house without getting the, landlo- <laughs> the landlady to see him, and it's like <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, almost. Yeah. He busts in on the uncle taking a shit. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know, it's so funny, like, you know, compared to another movie we're going to talk about in a minute, I think the humor in this one works so much more better, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know, for me personally, it's a lot better. 
um, as far as the comedy goes. I mean, some of the other things I think they do better too. But yeah, you know, to be fair, Alex de la Iglesia does an amazing job of like cre- creating a vision, and this is a great breakout yeah. film for him. And I think with Day of the Beast, he's able to balance his like wackiness a lot more. Yeah, like, he doesn't let himself get too over the top. Yeah, you know, everything's kind of grounded in this movie. Yeah. I will say, he gets he gets he gets unleashed. <laughs> I'm sorry, you sleepy bastard. I'm gonna come there and fart in your mouth. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I got mental problems. <laughs> that's that's how you're gonna threaten me. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're not gonna like start. You know at some other point you're gonna no. be like I'm gonna fart in your mouth. Yeah. Fuck, John. Anyways, Day of the Beast. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like Day, of the, I loved this movie. Like I absolutely I did, adored it. Like, the fact that, like, Jose Maria is constantly, like, heavy. Heavy. Like, everything's heavy. Yeah, like, anytime, like, something, like, crazy happens in the story and uh, Angel tries to explain it to him, he's just like, oh, heavy. Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get virgin blood. Heavy. <laughs> and also, the scene, like, for all the metal the metalheads out there, you're gonna love this scene. When, you go, when Angel goes into the record store, he's looking for albums mm-hmm. to try to get contact with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> He wants Napalm Days. <laughs> yeah, Napalm Death. Uh, Iron Maiden. And yeah. Something else like that. We couldn't figure out what the last one yeah, was. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the top of my head. But, like, what make I don't know. It's like, that stuff is so cool. Like, just a little, like, attention to details. Yeah. It's the little things that makes the movie work. The little things. The little things. Makes this movie work. Stop yawning. I'm trying to wake up. Stop. Fuck you. <laughs> It's the little things in this movie that make it work so well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, like, you think you know the twist, but you don't. Because I did. Like, as it started happening, I was like, ah, I knew this was where it was going to go. But yeah. But then it's completely different. You know, the, the the way it plays out is completely different. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. He no. he is very much a uh, director's uh, filmmaker. He really is, yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, we haven't talked about Professor Kavan at all. Yeah. He's a great character, too, because like oh, he starts so out as funny. your typical, like, I don't believe you guys. Yeah, he's You're like, crazy kind of character. But he's likable. He doesn't come off as like an asshole. Yeah. Like in some of those movies does. Like, he doesn't want to talk to Angel, not because he doesn't want to talk to Angel, it's because it's Christmas Eve and he, he just wants to be left alone. Yeah, he wants to spend time with... Uh, he's like, just call me in the morning, man. You know what I mean? It, like, even when he's like, Dandy Christ, he's like, all right, here's, here's my phone number, call me tomorrow. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, that's weird, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm interested, but just not right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Christmas Eve, let, let me just relax. Yeah. And then he's kidnapped to beat yeah, the yeah. shit out of. It's <laughs> <laughs> they beat the dog shit out of me. They beat the fuck out of me, man. Which comes into a it gives him a handicap later on in the movie. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. They're like um, two men and a half, basically. And there's a point where uh, Jose Maria, yeah, uh, he's fall fucked up. He's tripping balls. He's tripping balls and like trying to kill himself. Yeah, he keeps trying to jump off the sign, <laughs> which is a crazy scene. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they did that. I would imagine it'd be green screen. Cause I think they, it's like a miniature like scale replica yeah. on like a green screen. Probably that's a good that that, that, that makes a, sense, a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's just a movie that like you're gonna have a great time with it, man. Like this to me, I think will now be a Christmas tradition. Oh yeah, to watch Day of the Beast. Yeah, definitely. El Dia de Bestia. I think is how you say that. It's a it's such a good film. It's really good, man. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's one of those. It's one of those movies too. Like the more you think about it, the more you uh, praise it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, that's happened to me a lot recently with movies. Is it a horror comedy? 
I, th- I think it's fair to say. I think it is, but the horror is very minimalist in it. Yeah, the horror is in the aspect of what they're trying to do, yeah. and the overarching dread of what's coming. Yeah, and the climax of the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Which looks like something in Mortal Kombat at points, dude. It was like you know, like the one level with the spiraling background. Yeah, yeah, exactly it looks like that world. <laughs> Yeah, which they, I think it's just example of uh, early green screen, early work, green screen work. Yeah, which some visual effects stuff. It's cool. It's cool to see that. It's cool. Day. It's kind of like a Monster Squad. Yeah, when they get sucked into the portal, that still looks good. It does look good. Apparently, it was like they had like a fish tank with dyes in it, and they like spiraled it and filmed really? it. Really, and then superimposed it into the film. That's how they did that. Oh, that's really fucking it cool. It's really cool. <laughs> it looks good. It does look really good. It still holds up. It does. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Day of the Beast. Uh, you got three amazing characters on a quest. It's it, it's similar to a movie like Ghostbusters or something like that. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, you have this ensemble cast. I will say this is definitely not... Uh, I would say this is not for kids, per se. No, but no, 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 no. <laughs> of course, I think it points Ghostbusters isn't either. <laughs> yeah, but it was early. Yeah. This was too, I'd be fair, 95. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say about Day of the Beast? It, this one's kind of a hard one to talk about without just like spoiling. Completely spoiling yeah, it. and I don't want to spoil. I want people to go watch it because it's well worth it. I kind of hate when we start have have to spoil stuff. Yeah, me too. Because I'd rather people enjoy it for yeah, it's what it, what it is than what we say about it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Severn put this out on a really nice 4K Blu-ray. Yes. Um, give it a give it a watch. Go give it a buy. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like if you if you're uh. In a situation where you can't just go buy the DVD, uh, the, the uh, Blu-rays and stuff outright, it, it is on Shutter. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, which I showcased on our Instagram. And before. we nearly got banned for it because they said it was yeah. an advertisement when it wasn't an advertisement. It, it was free advertisement. Yeah, free advertisement. Fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram has really been fucking on us recently. It really has been, man. Between the teaser video getting took down and that poster being flagged for uh, promotion material. Which I think that might that might have led to that being took down for for from the uh, fuck you Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it was not advertising for us. It was yeah. advertising for uh, our listeners. Listeners, yeah. And we weren't getting paid to do that. No, no. That was we didn't get paid for shit. Uh, hell, I barely get paid at work. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're slave laborers. <laughs> um, yeah, Day of the Beast, man, great fucking movie. Great, great fucking, visual. great movie again. I've, I feel like we weren't able to, to give it the the in depth talk that we Without normally do. Away, shit away, yeah, yeah, because there's just so much in this. Yep. So. Speaking yeah. of so much, oh, 1997. Yep. Also directed by Alex Day Clancy. Can you guess? Can you surprise? Oh, surprise! Surprise! Can you believe that? <laughs> this is oh, wow. Parida Darango. Yes. AKA Dance with the Devil. Um, this stars uh. Javier Bourdem. In one of his first roles ever. And, uh... Oh, God. Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez. As well as James Galafini. Yep. And, uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary blues singer, Screaming Jay Hawkins. But, uh, yeah, Rosie Perez is also in Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. Ah, did she play Pretty Durango? Uh, I don't know if she did or not. Oh. But, uh, I have not seen that movie yet. Oh, well. But I'm just saying that... When I was looking at, I was looking into it and uh, looking to what some of the other people worked on. I saw that and I was like, "Huh." Well, the character Pre Durango is in um, was it Wild Hearts by uh, yeah David Lynch. Wild at Heart, Wild at Heart by David Lynch. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she plays no, Pre Durango it, in, but it's the character Pre Durango because yeah. it's based on a character from a book, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. 
Anyways, Perita Durango tells the tale of Perita Durango. Yes. Played by Rosie Perez, who is just kind of a drifter. Yeah. Definitely, you see that she has had some kind of tragic background that has led her to kind of just float from town to town in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, while out and about, she comes across... Uh, uh, <laughs> anyways, she meets Romeo. Yes. Played by Javier Bordam. Yeah. Who you may know as Anton Chigurh from uh, No Country from Old Men. Yes. Great performance, great movie. Um, he's also been in a fuck ton of stuff, too. He's a talented actor. Very yeah. talented actor. Um, and you can definitely tell this is definitely a early performance for him because... His accent is thick. Yeah, <laughs> where now it's kind of... It's less, and it's still yeah. there, but it's not as, like... There's a few scenes in this movie where I was having a hard time understanding his English. At one point, I thought he said, like... I couldn't tell if he said scientist or Satanist. Definitely scientist. He said scientist? Scientist, okay. yeah. My hearing also isn't great. Yeah, I found that out, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Romeo... <sighs> Romeo is all kinds of things. He, he is a he's interesting a, individual. He is a drug smuggler. Yes. He is a bandito, as they yep. call him. He's a real-life bandito, they call him. Uh, he is also a high priest in uh, a cult. Yeah. <laughs> in which they sacrifice dead bodies to what they call an anganga, which yeah. is like this like cauldron of boiling blood. Boiling blood. like It's based on a... That, that part... In itself is based on a true story of Adolfo Costanzo and his cult known as the the narco Satanist. Yeah, which uh, Screamin' G. Hawkins' character is named Adolfo. Yeah. So this movie kind of has two corresponding tales in it. Yes. One is Romeo trying to get higher up in the criminal world. Yeah. Where his cousin Reggie hooks him up with a guy named Cra- Crazy Eyed Santos. Yeah, who's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll get into that. I had a problem with that, but we'll get into yeah. that. Um, so Crazy Eyed Santos um, hires Romeo to smuggle a refrigerated semi-truck of fetuses yeah. across the border <laughs> to Las Vegas in order to use those fetuses for cosmetic properties. Yeah. Or purposes, I guess would be a better way to put it. Yeah, I think they said like in like... Uh like face cleaner yeah. type stuff and yeah. whatnot. Just cosmetics in general. And also while they're doing that, Romeo and Perita decide that for the next uh gathering of his of his followers that he's going to do a live sacrifice. Yeah. So they kidnap a young couple by the name of Dwayne and Estella. Yeah. And that goes awry. Yes. And they're forced to run with Dwayne and Estella on this journey from Mexico to Las Vegas. Yeah. And all the chaos that ensues along the way. Yeah, this, again, Alex Nella Iglesia is a director who, uh, as far as I've seen, has not directed a film that is what you would call normal. <laughs> no. They, a lot of times don't feel like they take place in the real world. <laughs> yeah. They take place in their own, a world of their own. Day of the Beast is the closest. <laughs> yeah, it's the closest to reality. <laughs> and that's a movie where a, uh, a priest, a metalhead, and a TV psychic try to find the Antichrist. Yes, and that's the most normal of his films. <laughs> so far that I've seen. Um, yeah. This is like, I think I described it as like if Quentin Tarantino, or not Quentin Tarantino, because a lot of people compared it to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I said if it's like Sam Raimi directed Natural Born Killers. Yeah, uh, What how I described it was uh, if Rob Zombie's Devil's Rejects, Holy which shit. we'll get into that, yeah. uh, 
met up with some some of Tarantino's films and created a hybrid. Yeah, I could see that. But like where I'm coming from with Sam Raimi is just the kind of the goofiness and the yeah. silliness and the characters and the over the top characters. Oh yeah. You know, very Sam Raimi esque, I felt. Yeah. Um but what makes this movie so damn good mm. is Javier Bourdain and Rosa Perez. They're so oh good. Oh my god, their performances are so good. They're equally parts alluring yep. and terrifying. Yeah. Charming and scary. Mm-hmm. Sexy and intimidating. <laughs> yeah. They're... In two different ways, too. Like, like Perita Durango, for instance, like she's the girl at the bar that you see across the room, and you would love to go talk to her, but you're terrified because she might stab you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or she she's going to say something mean to you. Yeah. Yeah, so, and Romeo, like, he's kind of like your quintessential, like, cult leader. Yeah. Very charismatic, very charming. Yes. But can turn on a dime. Yeah. Scary. Now, you really love this movie. Yes. I liked it a lot, but I had some major problems with this. Why don't you go ahead and start telling me the things you really liked about it, and I'll kind of be the asshole. Um, I love the feel of this movie. It feels like it doesn't take place in a normal world. I can, yeah, I, I definitely get that. Which I know that's some of your complaints. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but um, like when it, when it started, I just immediately got into the atmosphere of being like, "Oh, this is not going to be a normal movie." Well, it starts with a dream sequence. Yeah. Of a jaguar. Yeah. Confronting Parida, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the best way to say it. It, it, it. It's like a uh, dream sequence or like a just like an art. Yeah. Like piece but like is like as soon as the characters got introduced and they started doing crazy shit together i was like this is not going to be your normal movie yeah and i and i immediately got invested in the two leads and yeah like i immediately assumed that everyone else was just going to be as crazy as they were but they're worse Because at least Perita Durango and Romeo seem to be grounded in some sense of reality of what a person might be like that are like these people. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I can understand why that would take you out of it. But for me, I think it is. It for me, it it is what it is. It is uh, like it's very much in the same vein as some of like Rob Zombie stuff. Almost, he's better written than a lot of Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, stuff. well, well, what I'm. What I'm saying is just the attitude of some of these people. Yeah, I didn't get that for sure. Is like, it's just off the wall, like, bash it crazy stuff. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Um, I, I don't know, man. I really like this movie a lot. And basically because of Javier Bourdain and Rosa Perez. Yeah. His performances and some of the action set pieces in it. But like, the, the secondary characters, I had a real problem with most of them. Yeah, not be necessarily because I thought they were just too over the top, but because I thought they were being over the top because they couldn't act or were giving bad performances. Is how I felt about it because I remember, like in particular, the deputy. Yeah, that gets killed during yeah. the shootout at the, at the truck. I thought he was like goddamn awful. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck this dude!" And like characters kind of just show up and yeah. they act like they've been there the whole time, and I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Again, like I don't think I don't think this is like far from a perfect movie. Yeah. But I, I think there's definitely stuff that could have been cut out. Mm-hmm. With I think it probably would be even better with a another edit. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that 
just how memorable the two leads are like makes the movie for me. Yeah. And just how just how well they perform together, had the chemistry they have and uh J- j- just the, the writing of the film in general, for sure. But again, I do think this film does have what I, what we could describe as Takashi Miike imprint syndrome, or uh, don't panic. Yeah, don't panic. Where it, it it does feel like a filmmaker from another country trying to write a film for English audiences. Yeah, I get that too. Where it, I think that kind of hinders it a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. And that might be why some of the other characters don't work for me. Yeah. For sure. But, like, uh, like so they kidnap this college couple, Dwayne and Estella. Yeah. And that relationship, I just felt was, like, just odd. Like, it never felt like it worked to me. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's supposed to be one of those things that, that builds. But I didn't feel like it did, though. Yeah. It felt like it started and stopped constantly. And, like, I never knew the motivations of Perita and Romeo with them. I mean, I guess it was the whole thing where it's like, we can't just, like, dispose of them somewhere and they'll tell on us. Kill them. You were going to do it anyways. I mean... It's like it's like Perita starts to, like, love Dwayne or something like that, and I'm like, why? I, I mean, it, it feels like they, they start to like them. But she's, like, really attracted to Dwayne... It yeah. feels like at points, and I'm like, wow, why would she... Why would she be attracted to Dwayne? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There was so much, like, forced stuff there that I did not care about really at all. <laughs> I, I mean... So I was like, I kind of wish they killed him at the ceremony, and that was the end of it. <laughs> I mean, again, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I think... I think towards the end of the... the uh, the film, like, it does wrap, wrap that up a little bit. It does. Bit. It does. I agree with that. And uh, Estella's dad, too, in this movie, I think, is really bad. I don't like his performance. I don't like his character. I don't like what happens to him. It's it's so over-the-top and goofy that it just does not match the rest of the movie tonally. Yeah. Like, there's something that happens in Last Circus, right, that is similar yeah. in how over-the-top it is. But it matches tonally to the rest of the movie. Yeah. And they build up to it. Where this, like, okay, he gets hit by a car and does, like, a somersault 360 in the air, and the camera's, like, right in his face, and he's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. It feels like something out of, like, a like a fucking Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> I was like, that was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I mean, I again, I, I, just, I just took the movie as it was just going to be fucking nuts. I get that, but, like, when... When the two leads are so good, and like like I said, like I feel like based in reality, they they don't do anything or say anything that I think is like astronomically crazy or wacky, you know. I mean, they're crazy people, yeah, but they're not like you know, yeah. It's it, almost it, like they're so good that everybody else looks like shit in comparison. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. Like even James Galafini, like I think he's got great moments in the movie. Yeah. But it's like it, he's not flushed out enough, really. I mean, I I, I see that, and uh, and there's definitely a point towards the end of the movie where he kind of ruins a moment. Yeah, well, it's not him in particular; well, it's his no. partner. Yeah, and like there's a whole chunk of this movie where he just disappears. Yeah, it feels like there was supposed to be more stuff added. Yeah, that just didn't. Make As I'm it. saying, he just doesn't feel flushed out as to what his motivations are. 
I mean, like, we know he's a DEA agent, and he's trying to catch Romeo yeah. and Perita, but, like, we don't know, like, where he's coming from. Like, he never interacts with them at all. Yeah. Um, or anybody involved with them. Like, they're never together. Like, it's almost like, you know, in No Country for Old Men, there's a whole thing where Josh Brolin and Anton Sugar's character are never seen on screen together. Yeah. But they're always there. There's always a presence. Yeah. This feels like they're in two separate, like, worlds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... But, the only time they interact is that one shootout. Yeah. Which, I, I guess for me, it, it's the the leads are so good, I kind of oversaw. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that, too, because I still gave it a four on Letterboxd. Yeah. They were so good, and like the set pieces were really great. Yeah. It was just the performances and the acting and the music I didn't care for at all, either. These didn't bother me as much I as I thought it was you. really bad. Like, really over the top. We get, that's how I saw the movie was it was going to be really over the top but sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't yeah but I think you can say the same thing about a lot of movies cause like okay like people might say like oh his Nganga scene right when he's doing the ceremony yeah I don't see that as over the top that looks realistic to me from what I've seen uh, for rituals yeah it's and, not far away from no reality. it's pretty real, pretty true to reality you know what I mean but I guess the whole idea of the movie itself is just so off the wall it is too. but like the fetus thing is only like brought up halfway through yeah and you never really see the fetuses so it's not like it's like whoa this is some crazy shit bro well you, you do like a little bit you see like one you see one of the fetuses and like the which is a dumb line but I did laugh at it we was like give this give this child a proper burial <laughs> like, <laughs> like how we don't know who this is <laughs> <laughs> like there's no name or nothing like how we give it a proper burial <laughs> which I, like I said I did think that was really funny but <laughs> I again for me I, I, I guess it was just like I, I I guess as soon as it started, I was like, I knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah, and this is not me trying to get you to change your mind on no. anything like that. I, I you know, if you love the movie, you love the movie, and that's great. You know, I I too did love the movie. I just didn't love it as much because I had some some big problems with it. Yeah, which I can understand your problems with it. Screaming Jay Hawkins can't act to save his goddamn life. No, but I love him in the movie. Yeah. He felt like Lurch. I think we talked about. Yeah, Lurch from the Adams family. He was great. God, who should we kill? Gringa. What? <laughs> he decided. He, he decided. <laughs> he, 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 I don't know. The, the chemistry between the main pe- the main people in the movie, like, like I know you see, you didn't even like the college kids. I, Not I, necessarily. There's a couple scenes where I really liked when uh, uh, Romeo is talking to Dwayne in the truck. Yeah. About the future, and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't like people that plan and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff was really good. But, like, I don't know, like, Estella in particular, like, there's points where, like, she goes from being, like, of course, I guess she did do cocaine. Yeah. But <laughs> she went from being, like, normal girl to now she's like, I just want to fuck. <laughs> and I was like, what? I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. Some of that stuff was odd. And, like, the ending is great up until a certain moment. Yeah. There's one moment in that ending that I thought was, didn't ruin it, but came close. Yeah, it's rough. Where I was like, that was completely unnecessary and out of place. Yeah. And unneeded. It, it really ha- hindered the moment to me. Which, for for me, I think that was very much a point where I was like, ah, that was too much. Mm-hmm. Which, that's saying a lot with what I was allowing to be... Done in the movie? Yeah. And Crazy Odd Santos. We gotta talk about him. Yeah. I, I like the performance. Like the guy that did really good. Yeah. But they shoehorn in this pedophile thing. Yeah. And it's just to be like, oh, ain't he a bastard? Oh, I mean, yeah. Because he never gets is. his come open. He never gets his come or anything like that. No. So there was no reason for that to be in the movie. 
and it felt really forced, and I did not care for it at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I was just like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, but like that, that should lead to something then. Which I thought it was going to, but <laughs> uh, it doesn't really. No. So again, I feel like this movie was originally supposed to be longer. Good lord, <laughs> it's already like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because there's a lot of stuff that isn't flushed out that I think yeah. had to be cut. I agree with that. Um, can, before we move on to the last movie, can we say that Rob Zombie ripped this movie the fuck off? Yes. <laughs> I'm, we're saying it right now. Sick on Cinema is saying it right now. We're calling you out, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, you son of a bitch. You ripped off this you movie. Demonious you son of, of a bitch. bitch. You ripped this movie off, son. He really did. I mean, like not like in what it's about, Yeah. but the idea of this, like... The, the this group yeah who are you know they kidnap these innocent people and hold yeah. them hostage right except yeah. for the devil's rejects they kill them <laughs> yeah they did what you wanted them to do yeah what i wanted them to do then there's a cop who is the good guy of the story yeah but then you start to want to not succeed in his plan towards the end of this movie yeah as romeo and perita uh, become the good guys of the story and you want yeah. them to get away Sounds awful familiar. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> sounds like Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and this came out in 97? 97. When did uh, Devil's Rejects like come out? Like 2005. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel uh, like someone... Someone might have seen Priya Durango. Yeah, and liked it. Liked it and liked bit. that ideal of like yeah. switching the good guys to the bad guys. Which, again, I guess... The bad guys to the good guys. I guess that is very much the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, for sure. But I will say, he at least gave him a nod. Yeah, it also ends in a, in a gunfight, too, with the DEA. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you, you know. Uh, yeah, Pretty Durango is really good. It is. It is really good. I have some major problems with it, but I still think it's a really, really strong movie. And maybe that was just me going into a too high expectations. It could possibly be that, you know what I mean? I, I think that might have been what you were doing. Yeah, it's very possible. I might watch it again, and it might go up, you know what I mean? And for I, sure. I think for me, I just I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And I went into it pretty blonde, mm-hmm. and I think I think you went into it knowing more about it. Yeah, I, I knew the basic idea of what the movie was about. I had no idea. Yeah, Javier Bardem, Rosie Perez should have won a fucking Oscar for this movie, but it was never going to be an Oscar style movie. No, and honestly, it's a movie that kind of hurt Alex de Iglesias' career. Yeah, because Day of the Beast came out, and got him a lot of critical uh, praise. Yeah, got a lot of eyes on him. Yes, as far as studios go, and then they gave him the option to make this movie. And it didn't do well. Yeah. Because it's a mixed language film, which does not do well in American cinemas. Yeah. So the movie tanked, and it kind of put him in a bad way in his career. Yeah. It took which a while sucks. to get himself back on track. It's pretty much his last like outing as far as like a movie outside of Spain, really. Yeah. His first and only. Um, I really wish he would have took it off. Yeah. He could have been Guillermo del Toro. He could have. He he could have been like Gilmore. Oh my God. He was kind of like, you know, side by talk. side with Guillermo. Yeah, and then the it's, yeah, sometimes when it comes to movies like this, like some people are just not ready for. Guillermo can play the system a little bit better than I think now this day. Yeah, because like he will do something like Blade or Mimic or Hellboy. Yeah. Where uh, where, <laughs> where Alex de Iglesias shot at the mainstream was pretty Durango. <laughs> Yeah, not the most mainstream of film. Yeah. Like, you know, Guillermo started with Mimic, which was yeah. like a, you know, a cheesy, low-budget sci-fi horror film that played easily because it didn't cost yeah. nothing to make, so he made its money back easily. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Brie Durango is a, is a high recommendation. I think it's it, is it a masterpiece. I don't think no. so. But I think for me, I personally loved it quite a bit. Yeah, it was just the chaotic energy of it. I loved it too. I just I I just definitely had more problems with it than you did. But yeah, Rob, Rob Zombie definitely ripped this off. Ripped it off. Ripped, <laughs> ripped it the fuck off. Yeah. Rob Zombie said his first remake was Halloween. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh, son. It, it was definitely pre Durango. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Devil's Rejects. So finally, 2010, I believe. Yes. We are talking. The film that I, probably the first movie I heard of Alex Dayglazy, but it took me till now to see it. Yeah. Because these were all first time watches for me. Last Circus. The Last Circus. Horror's Ball. Of YouTube fame. Yes. Was a big champion of this movie when it came out. Mm. He's a big Alex Daglazia fan, which I can see why. He's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, <coughs> sorry. You're killing me. Am I? <laughs> a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> me blowing blow the blow other way a little bit, please. <laughs> sorry. I was trying not to blow on the cat food. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're hotboxing me. Sorry, John. <laughs> sorry, son. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyways... Last Circus, boy, it starts out wild. You want to talk about Day of the Beast starting out wild? Yeah. So we start out... By the way, I just want to say, I wrote this in my notes before I even started describing the plots. It's when your credit character shows up in a cutscene. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so we're at, we're at a circus, yes. and we have these two clowns. Yeah. And they're doing their performance when all of a sudden this, like, Militia breaks in. Yes. And we're during the Spanish Civil War. And this militia is trying to fight off the fascists. Yes. From taking over Spain. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, any able man, get your ass over here. We're ready to go. Yeah. And that included the clown. <laughs> yeah. Played by our boy who played Jose Maria, who's also in uh, Pretty Rondo. Yeah. But God, he's good in this movie. He is. Oh, he's good in this movie. Man, one of my favorite lines. When they they take him they take him in it's like shouldn't I change clothes before we go out in battlefield he's like no no because I'm a shitty wooden clown they're, they're gonna be scared shitless yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it so like it's all about close hand to hand combat because they haven't got the weaponries that the yeah. other side does so they open these doors and sure enough he's in a damn dress yeah dress with clown makeup on just hacking people apart fucking murkin fuckers just fucking them up. It is incredible it's, to see. It's such a good opening, like, not only because it's, like, insane, yeah, but also because how damn well done it was. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. And there are some haunting stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah, like, there, there's a scene, there's a, uh, a, a little bit of a scene where there's a guy who's, he he's blind at this point because of, like, gunfire and, like, yep. he's like, am, am, am I injured? Am I injured? And... His fucking legs are blown off. Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Not the Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> got Lieutenant Dan. He did. It's rough. That's rough. So eventually they're overtaken. They just, yeah. They did not have the manpower or the weaponry to stop this army. <laughs> yeah, an army. An army. And uh, they take in the clown captive. Yeah. His son, Javier comes to see him and he assures him that they're not going to kill him because they need him for labor. Yeah. Which is true, actually. Yeah. At least we, he probably eventually was, he eventually is killed, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely insinuated that he's dead. Yeah. So he shows up again to see his father where his father tells him 
he tells his father he wants to follow in his footsteps and become a clown. <laughs> yeah. Which his father tells him, you'll never be a funny clown. You have to be a sad clown because you've had too much of a tragic life to be a happy clown. Oof. Which I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alex Nelly Glacey loves just like fucking like moments like that. He really does. Where it's just like, huh, that's so crushing. That's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, but there's one way you can become a happy clown. Yeah. One way you can learn to laugh. Revenge. Revenge. Which is something that will be instilled into Javier for the rest of his life. (laughs) But he does try to get revenge. He takes some dynamite to the cave they're working at and blows it the hell up to help everybody run away except for his father is caught and trampled to death by the colonel's horse, which is, oh God, it's brutal. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But Javier escapes. Yeah. So we fast forward to 1970-something. Three, I think. 70s? 70s. Yeah. And Javier so. is becoming a sad clown. Yeah. And he joins this ragtag circus of misfits. Yeah. Which it does feel like in a lot of work like this, this is where you get those kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, uh, as someone who, not worked, I haven't worked a circus, but I worked at a haunted house. Yeah. You get a lot of misfits. A lot of misfits. Yep. And y'all get along. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta, see there he meets the... Trapeze artist, yeah, Natalia, and he's immediately smitten by her. And why yes. would you not be? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, yeah, uh, uh, something bang, Car- Carolina bang, something like that. She's also in Witching and Bitching. Oh, beautiful woman and amazing actress. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of people's name uh, names in this one, like yeah. their actual names. I'm yeah. sorry. I think it's Carolina Bang. It, like I said, gorgeous woman and hell of an actress too. Yeah, <laughs> so. So, of course, she's immediately going to fall for her because she's beautiful and charming and everything. Yeah. But she is with Sergio. Yeah. Who is the lead clown, the funny clown. A piece of fucking garbage. And he is an alcoholic, abusive bastard, but apparently he fucks well. (laughs) I mean, that's it. That's the relationship. (laughs) That's the relationship. Because he beats her and he's mean to her, but then he apologizes. Yeah, it's a very much realistic, abusive relationship. But Javier is like, I don't want to... You know, I'm not going to fuck around because this is my job. Yeah. But Natalia starts... Starts trying to... Uh, push in on him a yeah. little bit. Maybe not a romantic relationship necessarily, but definitely more than friends. Yeah. A friends with benefits type situation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So then Sergio finds out. Yeah. And nearly beats Javier to death. <laughs> Brutally. He puts him on a goddamn... <laughs> hammer game at a at a fair and just beats on him until the bell rings. Yeah. Which we'll get into something about that later too that I thought was infuriating but actually kind of realistic. Yeah. So Javier's in the hospital where Natalia kind of tells him like it's over between me and you. You know, I'm going back to Sergio. Yeah. And he's like, he's a piece of shit. Why are you going back to him? Yeah. Apparently because he fucks well. <laughs> hey. There's something that there's li- I'm not making that up. There's no. a line the woman says earlier is like you can't have what is it a uh, you can't have uh, your cake and eat it too because she wants somebody who like makes her laugh and protects her. And he's like also in t- fucks like a beast and has a dirty tongue. And he's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I, I'm going to correct them on that. There are people out there. That's true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, fuck fuck her for saying. Hey, that. Fuck you, buddy. It ain't me, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't me. <laughs> but anyways, so he gets out of the hospital and uh, he finds. Them fucking, <laughs> and yeah. he's enraged by it because he's like, "God damn this woman!" Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? Why, why, why are you, why are you doing this to me? And she takes the he takes the sad trumpet, 
<laughs> not just that, it's a hook as well. It is, but he eventually gets a sad trumpet. Yeah. Because they make a reference to a sad trumpet a lot. Yeah, they do. This movie. And he <laughs> caves his face in. Doesn't Brutal. kill him, but definitely disfigures him to hell and back. Ruins his life. Yeah. He can no longer be a clown because the kids are now scared of him. Which, he looks fucked. Oh, oh my God. He looks, he looks rough. So if you're wondering, like, wow, this plot synopsis is going long, because it's like it's hard to tell the plot of this movie because we're still not getting getting to like what this movie is exactly all about. Yeah. So then Javier runs off into the woods, kind of becomes feral. Yeah, becomes a feral beast of a person. Where he runs into the colonel. Yeah. That he accidentally knocked off the horse and caused him to lose his eye. Yeah. That also killed his father, who takes him captive and is gonna execute him. Yep. And Javier fucking... He's already snapped a little bit. Yeah. But here he fucking full snaps. He goes off the deep end. Becomes the sad clown of the century. And eventually him and Sergio meet once again to clash. Yeah. As the battle between the funny clown and the sad clown comes to a head. And that's... Yep. That's Last Circus. This movie's fucking weird. It's very weird. It's so insane. But this is gonna be weird to say, but this is the most relatable... Yeah, I mean, out it's of, like, yeah. The films we saw, because, I mean, who is actually going to be, like, out of, out of everyone listening, and uh, and everyone, uh, you know, who's watched this, who's going to be searching for, you know... The Antichrist. The Antichrist, or... Speak for yourself now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Or, you know, um, <laughs> fucking drug smuggling... Fetuses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Where this one is just a twisted love story. It's a classic tale that we've seen a thousand times. Yeah, but it's done in a very different way. Girl with bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy abusive to girl. Yeah. Good guy wants to be with girl. Yes. Tries to get her to see that bad guy is bad. <laughs> Has a hard time with it. <laughs> Eventually, girl leave bad guy. You know, we've seen that story a yeah. hundred times, but this is done Alex and Daly Iglesias style, which is very twisted, dark, and comedic. Yeah. And it is funny. Very funny at times. Yeah. Dark, very dark at times. Oh my god, very dark at times as well. Gets pretty violent, but not yeah. a lot of us. Not as much violence as you think. Yeah. Because like when Javier goes full fucking saint clown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> the, the only thing, okay, I'm, I'm going to say what I, I don't like first. Okay, go for it. Because I think uh, you, you may have liked this movie a little bit more than I did. I don't know. I think we have the same, but yeah, I might have liked it more than you did. Oh uh, god, I hate this chair. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, the way he decides to become the sad clown is fucking ridiculous. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. For sure it is. He, like, takes a bunch of, like, like sodium, like, chloride or something like that. Yeah, or and, some like, kind of bleaches his face with it. Yeah, bleaches his face and then takes an iron to his face. It's like... But he didn't have any makeup, so what else is he supposed <laughs> to do? He's also went completely bestial fucked here. Like, he's he's completely fucked up. I, I, I know, but you're also... Harming yourself to an insane degree. Yeah, but like, here's the thing about Javier. Yeah, Javier was ready to blow. Yeah, he was a ticking time bomb. You know yeah. what I mean? Like from, you know, from birth. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before something set him down this path. I, I, I would say the path may have been different in certain circumstances. True. I don't think he would have became this wild-looking clown who, like, th- you expect him to go on like a rampage. Yeah, and he really doesn't. No, like I don't think he kills anybody. He kills, uh... Well, the people who deserve to get killed. Yeah. He but threatens a lot of people. He threatens a lot of people. He threatens a lot of children. Yeah. Points guns at them, which I thought was awesome. I'm all about that. <laughs> Point more guns at kids. I'm here for it. John, 2021. Only, only in film. 
only yeah, in yep, fiction. Yep, yep. Not in real life. <laughs> nope, not in real life. Don't do that. That's legal. Illegal. <laughs> you'll, be in, you'll be in jail. Um, and again, much that. like Pretty Durango, I feel like the 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 performances the performances of the three leads is what carries this film and Day of the Beast as well. Yeah. You know, he's very much an actor's uh, director as well. Yeah. He gets he really gets good performances out of his leads. Yes. And this one, I think everybody, I think everybody's really good in this movie. Yeah. The circus, the ringleader's great. The guy who with the elephant who killed his wife. Yeah. He can't, he's, she gets jealous, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Oh, my God. The the stunt man on the bike who keeps trying to do the stunt jump and keeps hitting the wall. I, Man, that poor bastard. He fucking eats it every time. Especially the last time. <laughs> which we'll get to that. <laughs> which, um, the couple with the dogs who were like, we were supposed to have lions or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they only have dogs. Yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to have seals. Seals, yes, yes, but they have dogs. Yeah. They're great. Like all the characters are so good in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, Sergio is a fucking bastard, man. Sergio, woof, he is a bastard. He Maybe evil. that's one problem with the film is because like you never, like Natalia's reasoning for staying with Sergio is never clear. No, because he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, like the, the only the only thing he does is like have sex with her. He fucks well. And that's it. Yeah. But there is that part where she's talking to the ringleader and she's like talking about how like you know haven't you ever loved something that's slowly killing you? He's like yeah the circus you know yeah. There is some great moments in this, mm-hmm. and especially the the very end. Some beautiful shots. Some beautiful shots, and I love the play on the happy and sad, sad clown. Yeah, and it very much like comes to a head at the very end of yeah, the film. Really does, and it, it doesn't end the way you kind of think it's going to end either. No, it's very tragic. It's a very tragic movie. It does not end fun. <laughs> no, and I, I, I ain't gonna lie, the ending of this movie got me to chuckle a little bit because I was like, wow, <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> and I think ultimately, like without spoiling anything, that's kind of the way you should have saw it coming out. Yeah, it was like. She's caught in the middle of these two, just fighting egos. Yeah, you know this is. Uh, is it fair to say this is? Um, was it toxic masculinity? Yeah, at, at its it really is. It really is. Bit, yeah, bullying point. Yeah, with a lot of like socio political ideology in it as well. Yeah, which gets weird at some points. It does. Um, especially the bombing scene. Oh my god! Which I didn't think looked very good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but. I I love the style of this film. I do too, a lot. My my biggest complaint with it was the time jumping. Yeah, the, there is parts where like it goes from one scene to the next scene, and it seems as though a lot of time has passed. Yeah, but doesn't let you know that it is not. It literally just feels like the next scene. Yeah, which I think that could have been established a little more. It's something as easy as like a fade. Yeah. Just to let you know that something, things are changing. Yeah. Because, like, there's a scene where there's a standoff between Javier and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Sergio. Yeah. And she chooses to go with Sergio instead. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, I can't believe it. And, yeah. And, like, he gets away from the police. And, like, the next scene is Sergio and her at a birthday party. Yeah. And I'm like, well, time has had to pass. Yeah. And time has passed. A decent amount of time has passed. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. It's like a year or two or something like that. <laughs> I don't know about a year, but it's it's a lot. You know, I mean, it's a couple, couple days months. at least. Yeah. And it's like, what the f- <laughs> Yeah. When? Why? 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 Uh, I'm going to something I did fucking love about this movie. And it's like, it just, it's just like a very, very like small part of it. It's the intro. The very, the very, very, very beginning with oh, the the title sequence with like all the celebrities and like the political uh, 
leaders and stuff like that. It felt like it, 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 it's, it's so well done. I would argue almost like pre Durango was made whew, so good. Yeah, but I almost argue this is his most well made movie. Yeah, like like that opening ar- army sequence, I'd put it right up against any of them. Like maybe yeah. not quite as good as like the Saving Private Ryan, well D Day scene. Yeah, but like it's up there as one of the best like like military fight scenes yeah. I've ever seen. Like it's just so well done. Yeah, the man, I I don't, I don't know that, that that intro like and it really captured yeah. me. I was like, there's also little uh little peeks at what uh the uh, Alex Iglesia in films he likes. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's literally a part where uh, in, in in that little intro segment where there's the girl from Cannibal Holocaust mm-hmm. yeah, on the uh, the stake. Yep, I think Burt Lancaster's in it too. Yeah, which is a callback to Breed of Rocco. Yeah, there's all kinds of callbacks yep. in that. It, it just shows showcases like what Alex Iglesia. He's is a world about. builder. Yeah, for sure. Now I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a little bit about the ending. And yeah. not the ending in itself. Okay, so there's a running gag throughout the whole movie with this <laughs> this guy named Shorty. Yeah. Which I think that's a callback, too, because there's a character in Pretty Durango called Shorty. Yeah. Um, who He's on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And he can't get the amount of like velocity. velocity he needs to make this jump, and he keeps splatting against the wall. Yeah. But he decides, for some reason, like, I don't understand his motivation inherently. Yeah. Was it to get up there to rescue him? Because that don't make no sense. I think he just wanted to do it. And how he set it up that quick? I don't know how he did it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I will say, it is... Funny? Fucking hilarious. And Alex De Iglesia loves to put a bit of comedy at the most dramatic moment. Yeah. He loves to do that. He loves to add yeah, add comedy to a dramatic sequence. It's the, it's the scene in Austin Powers. Um, is it Goldfinger? Or is it the spy... Or is it the... Uh, the second one, which I can never remember the name of the second one. Spy Who Shagged Me? Yeah, Spy Who Shagged yeah. Me. Where Fat Bastard is giving that big monolith. like, I eat because I'm sad. I'm sad because I eat. <laughs> Sorry. I farted. <laughs> that, that's Alex De Iglesia. Yeah. He loves it, like, at that most dramatic moment to do some really weird dumb joke for no reason. Yeah. But, man. So, eventually, like, so he's like, he's like, I can do it. I can fly. He's like, I just need this right amount of nitrous oxide and, yeah. and, and jet fuel and I can get up there. And like they set him up, and they're fighting on this big cross, which is a great set piece. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he just launches into the fucking side of the cross and dies. He doesn't even get close. No, they're just like, oh. and it's so dramatic the way they're they don't they're not like or <laughs> or something like that. They're selling it as though it's the saddest thing they've ever seen. Yeah, they're just like, oh god. <laughs> What's so funny about that too? He's like, I know I can, I know I know I can jump up there, right? And the guy's like, is there not a single normal <laughs> fucking person? <laughs> Yeah, us. No, no. But you genuinely cared about everybody too, yeah. which is the same thing with as in um, um, Day of the Beast. Yeah, you know, you genuinely cared about everybody and what was going to happen to them. Yeah. So, to me, that really worked really well. Yeah. Like this of all his films was the lowest rated, and I was kind of surprised by that. Really? The ones we watched. Yeah. For the podcast, and I was kind of surprised by that because I really, really love this movie. I I thought it was very good. Like I guess it for me, I, sometimes I have a hard time with like. I'm trying to do better about it with movies that 
are not supposed to make you feel good. Yeah, <laughs> it is difficult because, because this movie is to be frustrating at times. I remember because I watched Funny Games recently. Funny Games, yeah. And that movie frustrated me to no fucking end. Yeah, we talked about it, and then you're like, oh, you know, that does make sense that it's supposed to make me frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll talk about that movie one day, too. Yeah. When we do Michael Haneke. Which, oh boy, that's, that's going to be a hell of episode. So anything else you want to say about Last Circus, Pre-Durango, or Day of the Beast? I recommend all of them. Go check these out. I recommend Witch and a Bitchin' as well. I recommend Alex De Iglesia, man. Yeah. He's a fucking phenomenal filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Love his stuff. Can't wait to see more of it. He's the kind of director that's like, this motherfucker should have blew up. He should have blew up. He should have been there with Guillermo del Toro right next yeah. to him. They should have been holding hands. Yep. Two hefty Spanish boys. <laughs> yeah. With glasses and beards, just swinging hand in hand, making awesome movies. <laughs> yeah, they both have glasses and beards. Yeah, and they're yeah. Spanish. One's Mexican, one's yeah. from Spain, but, you know, they're both yeah. Spanish, both Latin. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both from the same cloth. Yeah, they're cut from the same cloth. Same cloth of what they enjoy as well. Yeah, which I don't know if uh, Alice Day Glaze had to walk over dead bodies to get to school, but uh, Guillermo del Toro sure did. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> he talked about that on an interview one time. Because he, he was from like the slums yeah. in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty she's, rough stuff. Rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should have they should have been right there together, you know. Oh, yeah. They're they're very similar too in style and execution. Man, I'm so glad he got to Toro is is good now. Yeah. Because it's like <sighs> that's rough. A little that's a rough story. A little uh off yeah. roading here. Yeah. On uh, Guillermo del Toro. Did you ever hear the story about how he decided there was no God? No. In an interview, I can't remember what it was on, he said he decided there was no God. He stopped being, stopped believing in religion when he discovered masturbating. Because he said nothing that felt that good should be a sin. <laughs> ah! I was like, I love you, Guillermo del Toro. Man, it's, it's crazy. Like He was able to, uh, you know, come from the slums of Mexico to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, like, Alex de Iglesia, you know, it's like, yeah, sure, he never got the mainstream yeah. blow up the way Guillermo did. He didn't get to make Shape of Water and yeah. Pacific Rim and stuff like that. But he's super active. Yeah. That dude is constantly making movies. I mean, I think right now he's starting to blow back up again. A little bit, yeah. Due he's got to, a TV show. Yeah, due to probably this move, uh, due to Last Circus and uh, yeah. uh, Witching and Bitching. Witching and Bitching, and then uh, he had a TV show come out. Yeah, he also did a movie for Netflix yep. called The, the Store, the, store or, 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 something or The like Bar that. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't know if it's on you know, American Netflix or not. I don't know. 30 Pieces was on Stars, I believe. Yeah. Which is 30 Pieces of Silver. Yeah. He loves religion in his films. Every movie he makes has something to do with religion. Yeah. In some way. But it doesn't seem like he believes in it. I don't know. Se. Yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily. Because, you know, Day of the Beast has some blasphemous stuff in it, but, like, at the same time, I would not call it a blasphemous movie. No. Um, I don't know. Yeah. He's a great filmmaker. Very yeah. interesting. Can't wait to check out more stuff of his. Recommended yeah. some stuff by Alex Day Iglesia if, you, yes. if you're a big Alex Day Iglesia fan. Which, again, there's a potential of a part two. For sure. Uh, I'd love to talk about his stuff again. Yeah. Witching and bitching. Yeah. Which, oh. Witching and bitching is, like, the least, like, fucked up thing by him. It still looks fucking wild. I mean, Day of the Beast ain't really fucked up at all, but like Pretty Durango and Last Circuit got some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed the, this this week's uh, movies. I think we're keeping the fun up a little bit for next week, are we not? Yeah, we are. I think we're journeying to the land of Italy. 
And I think yes. we're about to take a look at one of my absolute favorite filmmakers of all time, and that one is the, no irony in my voice when I say that. One of the best worst directors of all fucking The man time. that might have cost seven films their career. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not, please God, yeah, no. please. <laughs> but I think we're journeying into the world... Of Bruno Mattei. Oh, my God. You know Claudio Forgazzo is right there with him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to step away from the really disturbing shit. Like, we didn't really do it this episode. And next yeah. episode, we're going to talk some just really dumb, 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 dumb shit. But if I remember the our schedule... Don't worry. We've got some real fucked up shit coming. we got some extreme shit coming your way soon. Yeah, including... I'm not going to spoil what it is, but... I have a feeling... Bang, bang. Bang, yeah. Bang, bang. <laughs> but I do feel like we're also here soon. We might be talking about some real shit. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Thank you guys, as always, for listening yep. to this shitty podcast. This one in particular, because we just can't get interrupted. Yeah, I'm again, I'm sorry. It's all good. It happens. We, that's why we shouldn't do it in the morning, but, you know, yeah. we're dumbasses, so. I mean... Work's been a pain in the ass. That's yeah. the thing. I'm ready to turn this recording off and go get some food. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm very hungry. And we got to drop some shit off as well. Yes. But uh, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the show, bi-weekly podcast. Yes. And on our little lovely little picture that Matt made, you can post you. a uh, comment on there asking us a question or just telling us we suck or recommending movies or anything you want to do. I mean, I appreciate if you didn't say we suck. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I'll bet you're, that's I your mean, prerogative. I your prerogative. We're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I ain't hey, saying hey, Fuck you. <laughs> you fuck. Ezekiel. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, What's uh, your name? Anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. Uh, not top of my head, except for, uh, you know. Go check out all the people we always recommend. Yes. Stephen Bloodsworth. Oh, we, uh, I didn't mean to mention on the, uh, uh, the top of the air, uh, Cult Collectibles. Cult Collectibles. I recently purchased a mixtape they made. Hell yeah. That's about disturbing art pieces. Go check that. Go get that. Uh, Uneasy Explorers Train. Was Uneasy Train Explorers Club? Yes. Is back. That's awesome shit. Yep. Jonathan Doe's great. We love him. He's already got two episodes cranked out. Um, maybe, was it Morbid Horror Podcast? The yeah. Guy, Brandon Terry, the guy, the Deviant. Yes. Go check it out as well. Recently watched very good. Spread the Dread. Yeah. We are playing an ad for them this week. Yes. Uh-huh. And everybody else that we love. You know, we talk about them all the time. Yeah. And Spread uh, the word. Keep the, keep the underground alive. And I'll, I'll say there's a podcast I listen to every so often that I like to give them a bit of a shout out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shit List. Shit list. Which they do more of a deep dive into it, like a single movie every episode and go into its history and whatnot. That's cool. Um, which uh, they, they did not like Where the Dead Go to Die very much, but. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my back on you now. Kiss but, my ass. But I think they are very entertaining. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay to not like something. The only thing is, it's very hard to listen to their show because sometimes it's pretty quiet and. Uh, when I'm at work and I have to go back in the fucking floor, son. It's hard to sit over here. Fuckers, podcast, John. What are you saying? I was doing an intro, but really quiet. Oh, you, 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 you just. <laughs> I'm fucking, fucking delirious. I'm hungry and tired. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's, let's end the episode this week. <laughs> we love you guys. You guys are great. We we sorry we suck so damn bad. <laughs> John's got to eat. I got to eat. My blood sugar getting low. <laughs> You're not diabetic. <laughs> but.
having said all that, we love Alex Deglace and we love you. Yes. We're like Barney. We love everybody. Yes. But I am John. I am Matt. And you have been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. 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 That's the fucking stupidest thing we've ever done. Get vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs>